game over. From the heart of the city to the outer edges of the Beltway and beyond, this is the District of Misfits Show. The drinking show with a podcast problem. This is your guide into our unique and beautiful city. The good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the funny and straight up ridiculous. Told by us before someone tells it for us. The opinions expressed on this show are our own. And we make no apologies. What's up, heathens? Happy Sunday to you. Welcome to another episode of the District of Misfits show, the drinking show with the podcast problem, the podcast for the rest of us. I am your boy, Crushing Boo, here with my cohorts, Marcus, Val, and Jamie. What is popping, y'all? What's going on, guys? What's popping. What's up, my friends? What's up? What's happening? Mm. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Nobody's um, going to make a Rocket Man joke at all right now. <laughs> no, no. So again, we're adult. Like we're starting Rocket off as adults today. Rock Rocket Man like Elton John or Rocket? Oh yeah, like... Rocket Man uh, like Elton John. Uh, oh, God, there's that know. double on right there. Yeah, we ha- we haven't even don't even ask me how. Fortunately, uh, yeah, this is how we start. You said starting off as adults. <laughs> starting off as adults, I see. I don't know. <laughs> The second ever... my camera came on, I was like, don't make a gay joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And then uh, oh, I was on. <laughs> so uh before you guys run screaming for the hills, we would like to take this opportunity to invite you to smash those like buttons, drop kick those share buttons, tell your friends and frenemies alike to like and share us on Facebook and Instagram. The District of Misfits show on Twitter. We are at DC Misfits. You can go to our YouTube channel, The District of Misfits show, and subscribe to our channel where you'll also get you get this show uh, along with a lot of other really amazing shows that are being produced through District Dogface Studios uh, on Twitch, District of Misfits. And if you want to help us out, uh, financially support us, you can go to crushingdc.com and purchase some of our gear there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, also, if you're interested in doing a podcast of your own or being a guest on this show, you have a cause or an event or something you'd like to promote, reach out to us at the District of Misfits show at gmail.com. Yes. Marcus, what is going on this week? Nice docket. We got the amazing, wonderful Marcus Dowling, the pasteurized chef, makes a discovery and fuck that shit. <laughs> Another installment of fuck that shit. I'm Love really it. excited. <laughs> right on. Um, well, yeah. So welcome to our show. And uh, I guess uh if you want to find me on social media, you can catch me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, sometimes TikTok at crushing boo on all platforms. And you can find me, the Rocket Man, Pasteurized Chef on all platforms. Um, you can find me on the book of face at Valerie Michelle Torres with two L's in the Michelle and on Instagram and Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter really at VMT at VMT DC. Now we got to get you a recola. I have All right, we'll sit. You're not going to make some. it through the show. If you're this uh, bad, that's it this far in. I, I meant no. to tease you during pre-production, but. I felt bad. Distracted, but like, yeah, um, you're, you're, you're going to be. I have a, I have a concoction that will help me. 
Oh. I thought, I thought you were going to say concussion. <laughs> like, two of them no, got that's, him. That's the other Shit. one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get this out of the way. Uh, lives instantly on Instagram, Bar Simpson on Twitter, James Roderick on Facebook, and there we go. Goddamn. Done. Done. Yep, Jamie got hacked this week, so he's- uh, I got hacked. Yeah, what happened, what happened, Jamie? What happened? You know what? I uh, I fucking I got this notification at like four o'clock in the morning. Did you sign in from Russia? Were you in Russia? And I was like, sure the fuck didn't. And then like I went to go like get all my password stuff, dude. They changed my phone number. They changed my email. Like what? all the whole nine yards. I mean, they took my account. Like that is it. Then when I contacted Facebook, they were like, you don't have enough information to change it. I was like, well, that's that. There's there's a uh, there's a uh, since that's 2005, people. Facebook page that's just over. That wow. Happened to, that happened to another friend of mine. And the, the mm. dude who took over his, um, what his up, other... Hey, Greg. Um, the guy who took over, or whoever it was that took over his original account, started messaging people, like randomly messaging me. He messaged me a handful of times. and I Oh, the thing about the money people. and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Everyone's been... Yeah. Like no one's giving out money. What the like Russia? Yeah. Stop! We're, we're not that it. dumb, dude. It's yeah. a it's a it's a pandemonium. Ain't we're all just getting back to work? Like there ain't no ain't no money. Right. Like, right on. Yeah. That was your that was your fun week. What you do? Um. What? Well, it's been two weeks since we all saw each other, so we survived the Fourth of July. Um. I've just been spending a lot of time trying to swim as much as I can and fucking. Driving a lot, a lot of driving. You know, speaking, speaking of Fourth of July, there was a gentleman I met this weekend. Um, on the fourth, I went to a friend of mine's rooftop, and I met a guy. He was sitting in his hallway, and like tragic as as it is, like full on PTSD. And I always forget about this on the Fourth of July. Like the gentleman who served their country, or the women who served their country, and then the fireworks go off, mm-hmm. and it's got to be like the torturous. Like I sat there with him for like twenty minutes. Just because he was just in the hallway, just sitting, like just had to get away. Oh. You know what I mean? So yeah, that that hurts. Well, that's your good thing of the week. Mm, I did something. Yeah, you, yeah. What about you, Marcus? How was your week? Well, I got sick this week, so I got tested. I thought I might have had the COVID, but I didn't. Um, but that is be part of my story time too. So I'm just going to keep it short here, and I'll treat it in my story because that's when the pasteurized chefs make made an amazing discovery. Amazing discovery. Your balls drop. Is there a way we can t- t- put up a poll? We can have people like comment. Give their give their <laughs> suggestions of what they what they think it is. Just put it in the comment section. I'll fucking post it. Put up a poll. What do you think <laughs> that I discovered? Yeah, what week? do you think Marcus discovered? It's something he medical. Found that male G spot. Found that male G spot. It's medical. <laughs> It's medical, and everybody who knows me knows I've done pretty much every medication that might be out there. Keep it in that line. You'll figure it out. Right on. So you did find the male G spot. <laughs> I found that on you a while ago, Jamie. Hey, so, Val, uh, how was your week? <laughs> How'd you lose uh, your voice? So it's not very exciting. I uh, I'm I'm very prone to sinus infections because of my allergies, and uh, um, inevitably when I get like a really bad sinus infection, I lose my voice. 
Or you don't take your medicine for that? Right. So I, it's because I don't, I forget to take my medicine a couple of days and then I end up with a sinus infection and then it like travels to my throat and then I lose my voice. And it didn't help that like right around the time when it was like starting to go, then I had my Friday night close, Saturday double, Sunday open stretch of work. So they still make you do that. When yes, are you going to give me sir. the dude's address so I can go talk to him about your schedule? Why are you Why do you let them hurt you like that, Val? We'll discuss after the show. Boo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But other than that, I actually, for the first time since December of 2019, since Christmas, I got to see my friends Pat and Lily, who are like my family. I haven't. I spent all my holidays with them. I get to. I. I like their two children. I've been to. Every every year for their birthdays, I haven't missed in uh, until two years ago. Like I've always been up there for their birthdays, so it was like very depressing to me that I hadn't seen them. I finally had the the eldest, Sime. It was um the it was his, uh, her <clears throat> um sixteenth birthday on Monday, so I went up and surprised them. So they weren't expecting me to be there, so I went up there. And it was lovely hanging out with the kids. They're so big, so grown. Like, they're both – granted, yes, I know I'm very short. But these two are, like, much taller than me now. They're, like, 5'5 five, five and 5'7. Five, like, the youngest, she's, she's only 14. Five, five. Wait, yeah, she's 14. I know, I'm, I'm only 5'2. But, like, um, the younger one, she's the one who's taller. She's 5'7 already. She's only 14. She's going to get much taller. You but, seem taller than 5'2, Val. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have a big personality, I'm told. Like you definitely don't, yeah. Like you're, you're not, yeah. You don't, you don't seem five two. All right, y'all so, sure? Because I feel like she's on par with five two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, all right, cool. Let's do safe words, and then it's time to <laughs> just fucking dive right in uh, with fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first? How about the two people, the two people least likely to use their safe words? Why don't you guys go first? All right, Jamie, you're up. Uh, let's go with cookie. Cookie. Okay. Marcus. I'm gonna go with oatmeal. This always happens. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says one because we didn't pretty think about it for two weeks, like what my safe word gonna be. The first one starts and it's just like a play off of whatever the fuck. One of you b- bitches say macadamia, and I'm fucking you up. Now what you say for it? Mine is I I like I like how last time I had like a visual cue, so mine is gonna be Ricola. 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 <laughs> I used to fucking love those stupid ass commercials. Mine's gonna be <laughs> mine's gonna be Newport. All right. All right, Val, hit up J- hit up Boo. Oh Jesus Christ. What? Yep. So um just gonna stop talking. That's a shot. That's a penalty shot. That's what that is, Marcus. Oh, wait, real quick before we dive into fuck that shit. Uh shout out to Megan and Jeremy and Angie and John in the chat room. Appreciate y'all watching. Hi, friends. Um, Thanks for watching. So uh coming back to the show is our good friend Wood uh with another edition of is, is, is he is he in the green room is he ready to rock it looks like they're playing with a camera so i'm just kind of waiting <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want to the, play with that camera there you go wait for the intro <laughs> uh, 
I'm just waiting because right now it's just a shot of someone's chest, so I don't want to pull that video. I mean, I, that would be funny. <laughs> fuck it, throw on a TikTok. How long, how long is that video? Let's let's just go ahead and just throw, uh, throw up throw up the graphic at least. Yeah. So again, set it up. There you go. Yeah, that, that there you go. There's our, a man, our man, our man, our man on the streets. <laughs> fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Where's the video? I got a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> and maybe it's those Elton John glasses. What am I talking? Right. Hi. Uh, <laughs> so normally, well, I haven't um, solved that problem yet. Hold on. What's that? Uh oh. Hello. Oh shit. There he is. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. What's good, Wood? Stop touching things. Uh oh. Nah, man. Oh shit. <laughs> All right, so we're having some. I'm gonna hold you every time we'll come on the show. I'm gonna have to throw on some Wu Tang shit just because, like, it just has to happen. Yeah, what you got, sir? What you got? Oh, you got some black on black. Got the black on black, baby. Black on black. I got so much Wu Tang shit, it don't make no goddamn sense. (laughs) God fucking damn it. Yeah, that's what it is, sir. Hell yeah, yeah. I made this hat way too tight real fast, so let me fix this. Like while you do that, <laughs> Lord, what you got for us? Indeed. What? Oh, I see this. The fuck that shit right there. Don't move. Keep talking. Indeed. I'm- Shit is so choppy, but you know. Yeah, it's a, it's, a phone, it it's a phone issue. Yeah, we gotta get you on a gotta get you on a laptop. It's yeah. good to know I'm you not know the only I mean? one who uses a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I didn't have to That's that fuck that shit it has- right now. But, um, mm. Like we this had is like water King on string in my building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, water in my building and I just got power like four hours ago. Oh my gosh. After three days. It's just crazy. That's my definitely fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that because shit. Because it made no sense to be a new building in Arlington. My oh, shit brand shit. new. Yeah, you have a nice building. You have a nice apartment. Yeah, I mean, didn't that apartment... Arlington. Yeah. Didn't that apartment just... Uh, that new apartment just and fell down it. in uh, Florida, in Surfside, right? That apartment that was wasn't new. Apartment, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. in Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought somebody told me it was like, it was like five years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a sister building that actually... 
it's it, yeah. There's a sister building that was built at the same time. That's totally fine because the people that live there actually maintained it and didn't let shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, not for nothing. I quickly interrupt. I don't know if you guys knew, but they got a hurricane coming sometime soon. And they have to put on Nothing to do with the weather. No, I'm not, I'm not the weather. I, that bitch just collapsed. They I said 100,000 in my basement. No, I'm mm-hmm. not the it weather. Crazy. I'm talking about. Oh, shit. I'm talking about nah, if, they don't, if they don't clear that. All right, all right. Rubble. So this is. Uh, this is this is kind of hard because the the audio is all fucked up and there's there's a delay. Can we get Wood on a laptop? Val, can you message him and see if they like? Can give you yeah? They need a. I think we might have to make this standard issue for our guests in the future. No more, like, no, no more no more phones. Like no no disrespect, but like yeah, we gotta. That was that was intense, and I would I'd love to hear the story. I just can't handle with the delay and the crackling and. The, and the, the hipping and the hopping. <laughs> the the and boogity the boogity music. That goddamn black shit. <laughs> but no, dude, not having power in the heat is some it's some bullshit. A water main break in the summertime is some weird shit too. Like that's that's I, 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 I remember coming home from like like coming home from summer school and shit, and like I got outside my house. You know, you could hear your parents arguing. It's like, I do not want to go in this fucking house. It's like a whole ass heat wave. I'm already hot. The power went out on the block. My parents were bitching about which hotel we was going to because they weren't staying in that fucking house. It was like, yeah, where are we going? Because we ain't staying here. Like, don't fuck it all. I don't, that, that heat shit, man, I don't fuck with it. So would you rather have... Right. Did, they, did they stop fighting after they got to the hotel? No, they were bitching because they were waiting for me to come home. I sat outside for like a half an hour. I'm the one who fucked it up. Like... <laughs> They were just trying to get it together, like where the fuck was they going to stay? They were just mad as shit because they were in that hot ass house waiting for me. But yeah, they uh, yeah, we figured out where we were going to stay. The second I walked in the door, it was like, finally, let's fucking go. Well, you, would, you rather have, heat, would you rather have no power in a heat storm or a snowstorm or a heat wave? Heat wave, mm. heat wave, dude. Like I don't know, actually, you can die from both, bro. I mean, you, you can know, die well, no, no, no. I mean, here's the thing: heat wave. I could actually go someplace else that's cooler. If if it's freezing, it might be too cold for me to fucking leave the house. True. Mm. You know, like there's a better all, chance to depends. go somewhere else. It all depends because the yeah. heat wave doesn't mean like you know if it's cold. I mean, like, is it cold? If is there snow? Is it a fucking blizzard? You know what I mean? Like, while this is it, or is it just fucking cold as shit? At least you can find somebody with a car with air conditioning. Yeah, I mean, always- when in doubt, yeah, I could always just go sit in my car in the AC. But I mean, again, I could get in my car and drive somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where it's less it's of a convenience. Right. If it's, yeah. if, it's just, if it's just freezing cold, then fine. But if there's snow on the ground, ice on the ground, yeah. and that type of shit, you, like that. And you're stranded. You know, um, like should, we, should we talk about the heat wave that's happening on the West Coast? It's like 130 degrees or something like that. Um, Yo, I know get 120. I know someone Did with a farm, a farm in Oregon. They mm. said that they might have to shut their shit down. They said he he said it hadn't rained since February. Shit. Think about that. He said it hadn't rained since February. Shit. It rained more this week than it did the whole time this year. 
Like that's some that's some wild. They were wild saying stuff. in Las Vegas, it's like been the hottest that it's been like on record. Yeah, fuck all that noise. Anybody dry, dumb enough to go to Las though. Vegas right now? Fuck that I mean, it's still. I mean, 120 is still 120. Like, just, I mean, it's ooh. melting things. Like, it's melting the plastic, like outside and stuff like that. It's crazy. I can't. Uh, I I'm of the effect of I'd rather be cold than hot because I can just put more clothes on. Like, once I'm naked and, and hot, I'm just yeah. naked and hot. You can't you can't like, take your skin off. Like, if it's right. cold, you can keep putting stuff on. Right. Now, what Boo said, mind you, if it's snowing and shit, I can understand that one. But like on the right. normal, right. fuck all that noise. I need to. I need to. I put some blankets on. I, I keep my house cold as shit. I'm a fat man. Fuck that. The wind don't blow. I sweat. <laughs> so <laughs> I keep my shit. I keep my shit. I keep my shit. I keep that shit sometimes. All right. Let's try to do one more time. Is he back in? It looks like he's back in. So I'm gonna try bringing him in one more time. All right. Come on, Wood. All right. Wood, how you sound? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I got to pause, unpause that shit. All right, we'll give you 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what y'all talking about? Yo, I'm happy. I've been cold. You know, like the wind blowing in your face and all that. That's, I definitely on some fuck that shit. I don't want no parts. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Now, <laughs> Wood, damn it. <laughs> I really want Wood on the show. Really, really, I really, 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 really want him on. I the can't. chop in between, in between the chop is so it, good. Like it's, it's every so other, every other word. It's every, I, oh, it's every other word. It's but bad. what's frustrating is like during the pre-show, it was fine. Like when he first got on, like the connection mm. was great. Yeah, it was just, when he, when he mm. first came on. Oh, yeah, when he first came on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when before you, Marcus, even got on, like he was like perfect. You know. We're gonna have to do that trial and error during the week and get him. I can send him a webcam if he needs a fucking webcam. Yeah, Wait, we he's, gotta a, he's a manager for Wu Tang. I gotta send him shit. <laughs> I wasn't okay. gonna say nothing, but now, now that you brought that up, <laughs> 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 motherfucker, like, he ain't broke. <laughs> all right, all right, move it on, Bill. How about this? Yeah, moving on, moving right along. Um, we will, we will attempt to keep. Trying. Brother Wood in the fold. Um, we'll see how this works out. Uh, I'm going to again take this opportunity to thank everybody who's watching. Uh, we really appreciate y'all being here. Um, if you can, like and share on all the platforms, Facebook and Instagram, the District of Misfits show, on Twitter, at DC Misfits, on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, the District <laughs> of Misfits show. And you can enjoy this show. You can enjoy the original DC as fuck show. We have episodes of that as well as other podcast content produced by District Dogface Studios on Twitch. We are District of Misfits. And you can go to crushingdc.com and buy our gear and support us that way. And if you are interested in being a guest on this show or creating a podcast of your own, we can help you with that. Reach out to us at the District of Misfits Show at gmail.com. Uh, story time. Oh, wait. When are we bringing uh, Mark? Are we bringing Marcus on? 
about at 11? Yeah. Oh. Okay, cool. So we can do story time then. Yeah, Megan. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because fuck that shit. It's always some white woman trying to save a black man. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, they got to balance the scales for all the other white women doing voting for Trump. Right. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, boo. I can't wait for your story, Tom, because I got a little piece of something to add to it because I know somebody who was there. <laughs> what? What? Oh, yeah. The, the whole, remember we talked about the bar on Wednesday, which you're going to talk about for story time? Oh, I don't remember now. Ah, you don't remember now. Ah, oh, motherfucker. Here I go being okay. a sober one this week. Dude, oh. just tell tell me in the chat. In the in the in the comments. All right, cool. Right. I gotta hit the escape button. Yeah. Um before uh, we go into sh- right. story time, um we Boo and I we talked about it our last show that we were going tubing the following day, and we have some photos to share. Oh yes. It was a glorious day on the river. On the Shenandoah. Good Jamie, <laughs> uh, tell Megan I said no. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, I mean you, you can just, tell you, her yourself. You just did. I'm not a look. Look, how about this? I'm not a fucking owl. Kiss my ass, bitch. Anyways, um, uh, what? There we go. An All owl? Right. I don't get it. All right, kids. Huh? I'm too stoned for this. Set up your fucking pictures from the trip. We, we were. Had. We've been talking about it. We we're just so waiting for you to throw ride. it up on the fucking screen. Is that a stolen blueberry? Why, well, yes. Yeah, it is. there was a dude that was walking <laughs> around and he was trying to pour it in people's mouths. And I was like, I got this dude. Was this just the whatever's left over from the bar from the this night before? Fucking, yeah, so no, like that's a thing. It's Ron Jolly. He likes to walk around with the fucking stoly blue. They do zingers on the river. Was it always snowy blue or just does for it him? Yes. And yes. It's um, there's my girl Kelly Joe and we're next to Boo. Hi, Kelly. Kelly Joe. Um, Why does this, this look like a 12-step program field trip? Like <laughs> <laughs> we're out here high on life, motherfucker, <laughs> like, and then there's that. <laughs> I'm not sure that looks like a 12-step. I said, and then there's that. Like. <laughs> So this is right before that. So you take we take a bus to Front Royal, and then they the the company they shuttle us up the river. So this is before we got on the bus to the river to the top of the river to to take our trip down. Yeah, the, that moldy ass night. life jacket lasted all of like five oh, yeah. minutes. That's gross. The like that's they so, smell bad. Yeah, not even sure that they clean them. <laughs> no, they hang them out to dry. You saw it. <laughs> like they, they went off of our bodies or allegedly and then back onto the line that they were hanging on outside. So they came um, out of their bodies and then brown water, hung them up to dry. Yep. Yeah. Clean I mean, we basically just used them to tire clean them in the sun. Tire inner tubes together, like right. <laughs> you know, there, yeah, there you go. There's exhibit A of like start to purpose with them. That's Boo's paddle that he used to I mean Boo, Boo took us down the river sometimes. We'd that be in really sense. shallow water and we kind of get stuck. And Came in handy. Like pushing, pushing off. <laughs> Look at that DCS fuck shirt. Yeah, it was a perfect day, man. Like, clear sky. Fucking, I got burned. It was awesome. I mean, it looks beautiful. Except for the water. It was, uh, except for what? The water? 
I mean, the water I wasn't those dirty. Were, dude, you I could see those were titties bottom. for a second. I, those are kneecaps. You could, see the <laughs> you could see the bottom, Marcus. Like it was cool. I, I, I can see the stones now. I some fuck with you guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, it was, was beautiful. Cool. It was a gorgeous day. It was a the perfect day to be on the river. Shenandoah. <laughs> Big man, little. Yeah, they really are like one size. Like, it's all good. It was it's all good. So, yeah, and then we're going. Uh, there's another trip planned for next the 19th. Monday. So, yes, we, so not tomorrow, but next next Monday, the 19th. So if Monday. anyone is interested in coming along, it's a different kind of tubing trip because... Emails. I'll take care of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, people, go, people go down the river all the time. Like they're always like trips down the river, but it's a completely different experience going like, down the river with a bunch of industry folk. You do a whole booze all the way through. Oh, yeah. Top I mean... People are like drinking like the moment they get right before they get on the bus in Georgetown. And then they say, I always had like, I mean, since I've been doing this for probably like 15 years, um, I always had a hard, fast rule. Like I don't do liquor. I don't drink liquor until we get like, there's always a, a stop right before we, um, we always stop to get food right before we get to the river. And I don't, I don't do any shots or anything prior to that. I used to not move. drink anything until that moment. I used to not even have beer until then, but then, you know, but then I got seltzers, a little bit older. <laughs> then seltzers came along. It made it possible yeah, to seltzers. start drinking to start drinking at ten and <laughs> maintain throughout the course of the day. You know, and then also, yeah, point. that Wait, and river chicken. What about the? Uh, oh, were- oh yeah, the river chicken. We would get. We all got a bunch of us got Kentucky Fried Chicken. And ate it on the river. <laughs> oh, I am not a KFC fan. You, you know, when it, it's one of those when in when in front royal. Yeah. Like when in right, royal. I guess. Marcus, show the uh, picture of everybody in front of the bus. There's like the group shot. This is probably the biggest that it'll be. Uh, like the first the first trip is always like the largest group of people that go. Yeah, um, I'd be curious to see how many repeat, repeat offenders are on the second trip. There'll be, definitely be a few, but um it was it was fun. Uh, there were, I mean, quite honestly, like there were a lot of people on that trip that I didn't I didn't know I didn't recognize them. Um, usually, it's like the same cast of characters of the Motley Crew that go on the um, doing trip. Are we showing this picture or no? Rocket man. I, Huh? <laughs> all right, all right. Marcus said, I'm still standing. Baby, <laughs> looking like a true Marcus, it was a very first picture. with the school bus and all the people standing in front of it. It literally is a very first picture that I sent. Should I send it again? <laughs> Don't send it again. Benny and the Jets. <laughs> Playing wiffle ball against kids, strike out the side. Be a man. <laughs> Dude, that'd be funny. Marcus has like a hundred be a man TikToks, just rapid fire ready to go at any given time. Rapid fire ready to go. Oh man, that guy says everything that always sounds like. Like like James is gonna be playing baseball next year or 
wiffle ball or whatever the fuck this shit's called, T-ball, right? And I'm oh, every yeah, time yeah, I watch yeah. those videos, I'm like, God, don't be that dad. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that fucking dad. Oh, it's bad so... enough we have a bunch of drunk industry people at a kid's baseball game at 10 o'clock in the morning and shit. Like, <laughs> yo, what fucking wrong? Fuck that white bitch, Karen. Sir, they scored. <laughs> this is a pharmacy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, yo, so I don't know why. Well, oh, there, there you go. Yeah, is. there's the crew. Look how white everybody is. <laughs> they, they started off that way. By the end of that fucking trip, though, everybody was. There's a lobster. I see a whole lot of skin cancer in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, titties! Hey, titties! <laughs> there were a lot of titties and a lot of ass too. You... It was mad twerking on the river, yo. <laughs> funny it was mad twerking on the river. I think. Well, so I think I took a couple videos that I like did straight to live Facebook. Live. Yeah, we we Facebook lived a, a couple times, but it was mostly just me being drunk and talking shit. <laughs> um, oh, so anyways, for some reason that being a, that be a man TikTok reminded me. Did you guys see in this? Um, they're making a prequel to The Sopranos. Yes, I saw that. Oh, it's like, yeah. It's like Son, young, Sons of Newark? Tony. Yeah. It's yeah Sons Son of Newark or something like that? Yeah. Saints of Newark or some shit like something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah but it's it's young it's young Tony and like coming up. It looks and, good. And, it looks good. Who's, do they know who's playing young Tony? Do they know? Young I mean, Tony. His son. Real life son. Is, is it really? Yes. Yeah, oh, is this James, James Gandolfini's real son? No. -uh. No shit. Have you seen the trailer yet? Big Big that no, no, I didn't know there was a trailer. I just I keep reading about it. I watched the trailer. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. You guys keep talking. I, I, I've seen the trailer. That's why I'm talking uh, about it. I didn't know I'll, that that was his son. Yeah, I'll bring it up. And you guys can make a judgment. That's call. dope. Yeah, it's definitely his son. Uh, Ryan, yes, Ryan was on the trip. Megan, he 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 did make it, and he uh he oh, did a pretty oh. decent job of not getting completely lobstered. He was oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I watched yeah. that dude put on so much sunblock throughout the course of that fucking trip. It was pretty. I mean, funny. literally I every like half hour, he was like, "Yeah, he was not fucking around." Had to. He knows. <laughs> he knows that. better. That boy. That is a white man. He whited than a motherfucker. Whited than a motherfucker. Yeah, Michael Gandolfini is playing. Um, oh, that makes James it even Gandolfini. fucking better. I love it. That's uh, now. Now I gotta fucking watch it. Yeah, I believe in him. I mean, you were oh, supposed I'm to so, bing that shit. I'm so I, I already knew the answer. Well, yeah, Marcus was on it. He was on it. Um, YouTube like a motherfucker. Yo, Marcus, I think you should tell us about your discovery. Yeah. Everybody, like I said earlier, everybody knows me. Knows I'm pretty much trying to find you know, any kind of narcotic to work out there over my 20 years. If you at least do it at least twice, except for that <laughs> I don't remote control. So anyway, <laughs> and so also, is that your OnlyFans? <laughs> your next OnlyFans episode? This is my soundbar. Jamie and Marcus make things disappear. <laughs> right. Like, how far can you get this up? You know how much money we would make, yo? I'm sorry. I keep looking at OnlyFans numbers. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what's stopping you guys. Like, right? You keep really. talking about it every oh, every man. episode. Dear diary, you should see how much I got up Marcus's ass today. Dear We're gonna diary. make so much when money. Ever going <laughs> to the OnlyFans page? 
All right, cool. What happens? Y'all gonna be like, holy fuck, this is weird. It is. I just bought some candles. All right, here we go. So this week I thought I had COVID. Well, I didn't think I had COVID. I just felt like I had a cold, and most of my brain injury uh, symptoms are the same as COVID. So I never could tell. So I just go get tests just to be safe. And plus, with the Delta variants out there, I kind of wanted to be safe for everybody else. I have my vaccinations. So I went. It ends up like I just had the common cold. I was negative on both my tests. And so I was common cold. So I suck at being sick. So I went and got like uh, the stuff for sinuses. I got day quill, night quill, just got stuff to take. I got a case of Gatorade, a bunch of Pedialyte. Yeah, I didn't eat for two days. I'm just sitting here drinking all these liquids. Well, thank God, like in the beginning of my concussion, when I was doing all the cocktail mixes, I knew how they make your body react. So I found out this weekend that. Apparently, one of my medicines mixed with NyQuil creates LSD hallucinations. Hmm. And I will say, I was tripping balls for the past few days. Like the first night it happened, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? This is amazing. So last night, I was, I was listening to fucking Pink Floyd and a bunch of things in the dark. I saw the lights. Had a nice little animation and show and met some people. Met so, some yeah. people. <laughs> From back in the day, I did a lot of acid because I, if I was a normal person. Wait, yeah. did you went out? No, no, fuck no. No, in his mind, he met some people. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, my God. Marcus is tripping balls on the streets. Like, I mean, I have, but I mean. Also, like, Dayquil. <laughs> one of my nerve medicines, I was having legit, like. Which, uh. Which medicine were you mixing it with? I, I don't want to say because I don't want people, I don't want to get banned. Marcus is on some don't try this to kids. I'm not going to do this all the time, but I will do it once a month. Who, who knew that Marcus could be so responsible? <laughs> so, there's, a, there's a YouTube page where they show um, like old after school PSAs and stuff like that. <laughs> like the ones, so the ones in the 70s are more fucked up than the ones in the 80s, but like every once in a while they'd be like, yeah, kids, don't lick frogs or make you gay. Or like, just like, <laughs> like, or like, yeah, kids, if you drink too much NyQuil, you're going to have sex with your mom. Like, just like all this other shit. And as Marcus is talking, I'm sitting here, I'm just like, oh, man, this is about to turn to a fucking PSA real fast. Like, <laughs> like hey, kids, <laughs> hey, kids, yeah, don't miss all your NyQuil and your DayQuil and LSD because guess what's going to happen? You're gonna fuck yourself, like just like. <laughs> Don't mix I'm, your I'm, nerve I'm, meds with Nyquil. I'm sorry. I need, I need to just interrupt here for a moment. Val, what? What did I do? Is that a ladder next to you? It is actually. No, your other left. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Your other left. <laughs> she got it right. <laughs> my 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 the production dude in me is like insane right now. <laughs> Like, oh, has that, that ladder been has that ladder been there the whole time? No. Like, <laughs> so is that the I'll just move the camera. It's it's still there, it's still in the shop. Just, there you go. There you go. Uh, Honestly that, speaking, I was going for stage, short jokes because I've been in the studio. Like my y'all stage, are that my, type. My my stage hand fucking shit was just like is that the equivalent of people eating for me? No, because no. Just, Mind you, Boo, 
Like my camera shot hasn't changed in the past hour and a half, two hours. I just want to. Well, part of me was like, did I not notice it until now? Uh, well, clearly like, you, you have a ladder ghost. Maybe with the way that the camera splits were were happening. Perhaps, Anyways. perhaps, boo, perhaps. I wasn't judging, but it just triggered. I, I was judging because it's been there for the past two hours that you've been on screen with me. <laughs> I didn't see it until now. I didn't Marcus, see the motherfucker. Mar- yeah, something. see, Marcus changed it up. Like it's 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 Marcus's fault. Just blame Is Marcus it? now. It's cool. Okay, yeah, it's Marcus's fault. It's Marcus's fault. Thanks, Marcus. Yay! Way to go, Marcus. Way to go, dude. Good job. Oh, you have a story. And now it's really a show because Jamie's eating. Um, I th- I guess I did. I can't fucking remember. Fuck. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, anyways, I talk a lot of shit about Philly and mostly sports related, um, but I have to take my hat off to them uh, and give them a shout out because we didn't do a show last week, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But on the Fourth of July, a bunch of fucking Nazis decided that they were going to march on City Hall in Philly, and the people of Philadelphia did what the people of Philadelphia do. <laughs> And these motherfuckers showed up and beat these dudes' asses and chased them (laughs) away. They jumped into the back of like a bunch of Penske trucks where they were then eventually pulled over by Philly PD and like all pulled off and arrested. And treated like like black people. Treated, yeah. (laughs) But it was just black because they all had like khakis and then they all were wearing masks and shit. And like there was a bunch of like fun videos are like there's like 10 of them running away from two dudes like two dudes from two philly motherfuckers just throwing hands at anyone they could and like the rest of them are just like scattering and so in um, their khakis in their khakis and their butt down shirts and they're like come on like take my hand as they like pull away you in the truck me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the last scene in platoon <laughs> 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 they had these little shields dude like okay so you know when antifa has the fucking shields them bitches are like spartan style they go from your heel you know from your shoulder to your knee you know like they're fucking shields these dudes had some shit that were like a a third of that something the size of like a fucking stop sign and they were trying to stand (laughs) in these little bullshit like formations and whatnot like they were standing yeah like a child shield yeah but yeah so shout out to the citizens of philly for letting so for for being real americans how about that i don't i don't know what the fuck triggered this so my cousin was downtown he was on his way to independence mall uh the first lady was going to be there supposed to give a speech fireworks blah 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 and he said all of a sudden like this big group of like fat Italian guys came like sprinting by him real fast on the way to like Chestnut Street. And he was like, the fuck is going on? So of course in full Philadelphia manner, I see aggression, I wanna go check it out. They, <laughs> they walked over there and they basically, like people heard about them like marching up the street and like all of Philadelphia showed up to beat them the fuck up. <laughs> like everyone was just like, so like, yeah, fuck this shit. Like here's the thing. I know they call us the city of brotherly love. We are really aggressive. We just like ourselves. Everybody's racist as fuck, but has a fucking interracial grandchild. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> These motherfuckers showed up, 
dressed like, you know, Arnold from fucking Best Buy and their khakis and their goddamn blue shirts. And they're, they're, but the fucking shields are like this and shit with names on them and stuff like that. Got their asses booked. And yeah. like, my, he was like, he was like, you get there and you hear them screaming, don't touch us, don't touch us, we're real. <laughs> just like, <laughs> take the fuck off. And it's just black dudes out there and Tim's and shit and fucking Dashiki's trying to fuck them up. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck that crack and shit, this Philly bitch. Like, that's a cool white nigga right there. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, have, I do have one TikTok that I pulled. It was the only one I got off it. So I don't have that much of a video, but you'll be able to see a little bit. There's a guy from Philly talking about it. I didn't even know this shit happened until this morning. Apparently yesterday on July 4th Eve, a white supremacist group showed up to do like a white supremacy march or some dumb shit in my city. <laughs> and it went about as good as I thought it would go. This really not the city to try and pull that in. It's 44% black. Like, you, you really not about to let too much shit fly here. Get out of here! Oh, showed shit. up all yeah, masked up trying to look news. tough and then got pressed by bystanders. And this is great because this is showing me exactly what I always knew about these people. These are LARPers, bro. They are not actually built. When pressure is applied, they fold. Next time they oh, come y'all, like, it's just, uh, like, before, when they were marching, I was like, I'm not getting COVID from these motherfuckers. But I'm vaccinated now. And I'm willing to roll. Also, the they travel, they travel from Texas. Hi. Oh, yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're not even from there. They don't know them streets. Right. They didn't realize them streets, them streets talk back. Why would you go to any city like Detroit, Philadelphia? Those streets reach out and touch you. Like, that's... <laughs> seriously, what the fuck? We have different doing? assault charges in Philly. Like, <laughs> Yo, and so that I didn't realize. I thought it was on the 4th, but it was on the 3rd, huh? Mm. Yeah. Still, mm. there's a TikTok... That's just funny this, as fuck. There's a TikTok of this, uh, this white girl's filming... And her mom's like, fucking Nazis! And her mom's like... She's like, Mom! In the last 10 seconds of the video, you hear her mom go... They must not have realized this is fuck around and find out town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom. I see you. So yeah, that was my that was my story. Yeah. Fuck Nazis. Shout out to Philly. Even the real. Shout out to Philly. All right. This is uh I'm waiting for Marcus. Up oh, there he is. Hey, let's get the Marcus. Let's get the introduction, sir. Are we bringing him on? Right now, baby. Hey, hey what's happening? Man, I'm happy to be here. This is exciting. Man. Welcome to the show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Thank cousins you. and kin. This is our good friend Marcus Dowling. Uh for guest guest on the original DC as fuck show. Oh, absolutely. Um, I certainly was. Know. Yeah, dude, that <laughs> night. <laughs> I think that was the night. That was the first night I met Ian too. Was it? Yes, yeah, that was yes, great. It was. Yes. Yeah, like that was some studio magic, dude. Like we had a fucking blast. Like, that, I'll never yes, forget indeed. that shit. Can we talk about this real life hoe down shirt this man has on right now? <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, That's real drip right there, uh, right? Thank you. This is from uh, um, what is this? From Rock Mount Ranchware in Denver, Colorado. Uh, they did the, the outfitting for Urban Cowboy in like every 80s and 90s cowboy film you ever saw. So like, they're they're pretty tight. Um, yeah, I was up there. I was up there two years ago, 
and uh, I picked this up and I wear this stuff a lot. Um, so like as a country music journalist now, like one of the many things I do, uh, it's allowed me the ability to like really lean in on this thing that I've been a fan of for most of my life. So it's, it's like, it's funny. It's like, oh yeah, so why do you wear the shirts? It's like, well, cause I have to. Yeah. So logical. Really good. Thank you. Thank you for, 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 for mentioning that though. I try. No problem, bro. I, I respect <laughs> the drip, baby. I yeah, respect man. the drip. Yeah. Shit. Thank Amy. you, sir. Thank you. Amy. So for uh for those who don't know, um just kind of give uh give the folks a little bit of a uh, little bit of background on 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 who you are and what you which what you do, yeah. how you get down. So I'm a I'm a native Washingtonian. Uh, born and raised in Washington, D.C., uh, Deanwood neighborhood. I uh, lived all over the city. Um, I'm a journalist by trade these days uh, for the last 15 years, actually. Um, I'm currently the Rolling Stone uh, Chet Lippo 2020 Excellence in Country Music Journalism Award winner. I uh, also won an award from, uh, from Mix Mag for uh, Excellence in Dance Music Journalism last year. So that's kind of oh. fun. But I was really cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, on top of that, I have two exhibitions that I'll be launching soon. Uh, one is a physical permanent exhibition about the historical culture in the uh, renovated the, uh, the renovated uh, Martin Luther King Library in downtown DC. I'll also, I'm also the uh, screenwriter for the um, DC hip hop documentary, uh, Almost Awesome. So that's cool. Um, on top of that, let's see, I'm in Nashville right now because I'm doing some stuff for Americana Fest in uh, late September, September 20th, 25th. I got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, that just scratches the surface. And uh, I know most of the people from this, from working uh, with uh, One Love Massive and DC as Fuck movement, uh, I am DC as Fuck and I'm very proud of that. So, uh, so yeah, like this is, and it's, it's like everything I've been doing as of late, it's funny, since COVID, um, has kind of like crystallized the last <laughs> almost two decades and kind of like put it all together and now pushed it forward. So it's really an exciting time. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you um, how much COVID impacted what you were what you were doing. Like, I always like to kind of oh, I always wonder, like, where, where were you? What were you doing when you got the news that like everything was going to shut down? And how did you, how did you, what did you, what, did, what was your like reaction? So, this is a great story. So, um, we have, uh, I, I helped to co-found Adobo, which is a, uh, Latin themed, uh, dance event. It's also a cultural experience for the Afro-Latino community of Washington, DC. And we were in the midst of having communications with, with now is the officially been announced as the Adobo Igante third anniversary party. We were going to work with the Kennedy Center to like put an adobo event on at the Kennedy Center. And if you know anything about adobo events, uh, one of the things that they're known for is uh, people taking cans of adobo and pouring them on women's posteriors. And it's only funny because, yeah, yeah, I know. Boo, you look crazy. Like, Barb, you look crazy too. It's absolutely a thing. You can look at the adobo DMV Twitter and Instagram so you can see actual footage of this. So it's only funny because... The women who come to Adobo started this trend long before the guys ever did. Because we call it the party Adobo because it's a spice that is 
across all cultures has a has a meaning. So we had these kids of adobo at the party. And we had the kids of adobo at the party. We uh, just had them kind of sitting around as decoration. And then like these girls just like randomly grabbed them and then started pouring them on their little, you know, asses. And we were just like, this is crazy. And then guys started doing it. And so we had this video go viral on Twitter, had like two million views and got a whole bunch of flack. It's like, oh my God, this, yep, exactly. Exactly, boo, that's the one. So people, yeah. And so we had this like, we had this horrible thing happen where people got excited and were like, this is, A, it's appropriation and B, it's, you know, sexism, it's rampant, it's terrible. And then we had to issue this whole statement. We're like, and we found the girl that started it. And we're like, yo, you have to like put a, put a video up and explain this. And so we'll, we'll like promote it through our socials. And she shot the video. She like poured it on her homegirl, the whole deal. It was crazy, the whole thing. And um, so we had this meeting, I think it was March 9th. And we had an adobo scheduled for, uh, for Po' Boy, for Po' Boy Gyms. Uh, we were gonna do the first adobo brunch. At Po' Boy Gyms, you guys know Po' Boy Gyms. So we were gonna do it. At, yes, we were gonna do it at Po' Boy Gyms, and then they're like, "This coronavirus thing might be serious, so we have to cancel it." We're like, "Okay, fine." Then we are at this meeting with the Kennedy Center, and they're like, "Well, this adobo pouring thing is a little much, but we have these 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 cans we see that you're starting to roll out of glitter-filled adobo, and we're okay with that." <laughs> And and it was very funny, and it was like okay, because we were like, wait, 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 yeah. The spice itself is a bridge too far, but yes. this adobo I glitter is totally cool. I I would like to add <laughs> that I was thinking the same thing Boo was thinking, like because the second you said glitter filled <laughs> adobo cans, I was like, hold, hold, hold the fuck up, hold. Kennedy Center, you of all of the spice and fill it with glitter. They were fine with it. I have a candy Racist candy. ass Kennedy Center, dude. So it's, it's fine. Yeah. Like, LP, I mean, like, they, they've been very supportive. They, 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 they booked, uh, we, we booked um, UCB through them to do a Gogo Cumbia set. So that'll be fascinating. And oh, fuck yeah. Out. No, 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 it's amazing. So like the, the 23rd, uh, Alize spinning, uh, UCB is playing, Gordo Brega's rapping, uh, O Slice will be up there. It's going to be crazy. Like, um, I might have to check this out. I'm I'm trying to go to that shit. So, the first day of the film festival, uh, DJ Bo is spinning that night. Then, there's the second night is this go go, uh, cumbia like experience. That's that's the night I want to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I'm trying to go to all this shit. Explain what is cumbia. What is cumbia? What is cumbia? Uh So cumbia is kind of like uh, if you so imagine a like half speed like R and B flavored salsa. Uh So like you take like your regular like salsa track whatever, and you slow it down a little bit, and you weave in some R and B to it. Shit. I like it. And it's got a sweep to it at the bottom. So like the bottom end doesn't like bang like a drum. It's got like a sweep to it. And so it's easy to dance to. It's how black kids get made nowadays since Joe ain't making new albums. <laughs> I mean, there it is. No, it's real. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I dated someone for a whole year because I met her at Dover. 
<laughs> just cut. Literally, it's like okay, cool. Let's go. I I am so uh, fascinated right to now. America. Three in that bitch. No, it's amazing. So, so that gives you a sense of what my life is like. Like it's always there's always something going on that's crazy. Like no like, doubt. I'm in Nashville right now, and I'll be at the Country Music Hall of Fame tomorrow. Like talking about Americana Fest stuff, and we're doing a thing down here with black and Latino and person of color and queer country and Americana artists. Where we're gonna put them in a house and let them write songs and hang out and just because they never get a chance to because you know like 10 percent of the, the fan base of country and americana is black and people of color people believe so the artists of color don't really get an opportunity are you telling me darius rucker didn't cross the color line he is, he is one artist he is one charlie pride is one artist <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to answer that you didn't have to answer that <laughs> i've been asking every day White people ask me that question every day. Marcus, don't, was it you that has the friend? Marcus, is it you that has the friend that's the country singer? So I have a that's friend yeah. who's a black man uh, from Rehoboth Beach, uh, Jimmy Allen. Yes, Jimmy Allen, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, Jimmy, like I, yeah, Jimmy I, Kane Brown, Mickey Guyton. You did an article uh, on that. I'm actually a big Kane Brown fan. No, Kane Brown. Why don't we Kane have him Brown. on the show? Yeah, I try. I, I can try to get Jimmy. Like, I don't know personally. I just like. Like I said, I'm one degree from him, but I've, I've watched his whole career just because black yeah, man Jimmy plays like, country music. Yeah, Jimmy was born in in, uh, in Milton. So, yeah, yeah. He, and he lives there. He's the king of Milton. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, they love him down there. They love him. Yeah, he like, he, like owns the town now. It's wild. Pretty much, it's yeah. Millions of dollars. Yeah, and so, they, I guess he, he played at the Opera House or some, one of the award shows recently. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you mean the Grand Ole Opry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, shit. I got, I got, I got so much beef with that place. I just feel like they used to hang niggas in front, like just. <laughs> oh man! Just. So I went, I went to Nashville a couple years ago. I went to Nashville yes. a couple years ago. I had a great time. I have an issue with pimento cheese because it's in everything there. I don't get it, but you know, yes, it is. It's, it's just the thing. But like we got there, and like I'm a souvenir guy, and like I went to, um, you know, went to Johnny Cash's museum, even though it shit's all fake. You know what I mean? Like, just hit everything I fucking yeah, could bought a $130 bottle of whiskey. Yeah. The Pepsi Klein Museum is fire if you ever get a chance. Um, but yeah, we got to the Grand Ole Opry, and, like, I got there, and I was like, man, I just feel like somebody's about to hit me for not picking up some tobacco or cotton today. Like, just... <laughs> you know that, like, you know that, like, like the ancestors is, like, grabbing your shoulders, Ghost. like, no, nigga, hold up. Don't go this way. Like... <laughs> Oh God! I'll, I'll give you a comparative story. I took I had a private tour of Studio B at RCA Records, uh, like right out of here in Nashville, and it's where like, like Elvis recorded when he was with RCA in the seventies. So like all of the Vegas Elvis songs, uh, Charlie Pride recorded there. Uh, Wilson Pickett when he tried to like resurrect his career in the late seventies recorded there. So like you go in and like George Jones recorded there too. So like all of these like epic white guys recorded there basically and you walk into the actual physical studio and there's this moment where i'm the only black person in the room mm. and everybody looks at me like it was a weird moment because the whole tour is going on i've taken a tour to country music hall of fame i've been there like three or four times now i'm taking the tour and nobody said anything it was like you know like they make mention of it every so often now it's what they do 
like, yeah, you know, like this, this black artist and this thing is, you know, these things are different now. And, you know, we're we're posting. Did they walk you out there, in the but, kitchen? Not at all. Walk me to the front door. Tell me it was <laughs> the front door. Like, hey, 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 now that's what we do. So I'm in there. This moment where everybody stops and the door closes. Everybody stops to look at me. Finally. And they're like, so, what are your thoughts about Elvis? Uh, <laughs> like, you gotta like, throw well, the first punch, baby. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm like, well, I like him, but I'm also a fan of Public Enemy, if you guys know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> if and, you uh, know what that means that's, that's, that's very I like that yeah, very well put I like, that. Door, like does her, her spiel backwards and goes through like everything but the Elvis bit at the end and then she's like well okay so finally we'll get to the Elvis part that I was going to start except Marcus doesn't like Elvis I'm so sick of like, people asking black people like, about old dead white people I'm like, I'm like dead ass it. like I'm at the point where it's like, if you ask me about Frank Sinatra, I might just come out and be like, yo, fuck Frank Sinatra. Like, just <laughs> stop asking me about old dead I white mean, men. I just laugh because, <laughs> because the thing is, it's like, like I'm in country now. Like, I, it's, it's one of many things that I write about. And and you know, I'm like an award-winning country journalist. And for some people's money, I'm the best writer in country music. And I'm as black as the street was. Like, everybody who knows me on this panel will tell you, I'm like very, very black. Like unapologetically so. So like, it's funny because it's like, did they stop and they're like, so we have to ask the question. Like, if you like country, like that means that you like a lot of music by very problematic white men. I go, yes, I do. And they're like, how do you justify that? I go, well, all I'm doing now is I'm pulling up every single black artist I can find in America and throwing them at you and telling them, telling you why their music is great. And they're like. Well, yeah, that, that does make sense. That is what you do. And I'm like, yeah, so that's my answer. Like, as much as this history, 99 years of country music has existed, like literally 99 years. Like, next year is the 100th anniversary of country music, which is crazy. Wow, it's crazy. So, yeah, so I'm like, all right. So, like, for 99 years, y'all have done this thing. So, so give me one year. Right. Give me right. one year of y'all's history and give me some time to, like, at least show you that, like, it's a black folk here who might know what's going on. Maybe, maybe possibly. Maybe. So it's 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 fascinating. And and that's what I've been doing. It's, and people have like slowly adjusted to it. And it's it's get, it's getting to a point now where it's fairly positive. Like I can I can walk around the streets here and not feel weak. Admittedly, the first All time right, I, so I got here, Yeah, I'll tell you another I story. Jump in real quick. There's one like it, I just thought of it. Um I was on Broadway, which is like downtown, mid midtown Manhattan, 42nd Street. And I walked into this place called the Boot Barn. And it's like a legendary place where you could there's boots up and down the wall. And I've got a cowboy hat on and got like sunglasses, the whole deal. And I'm wearing a mask. And I've got this leather jacket on because it's like February, March. Walk in. This girl stops me at the front door. She goes, I saw you on TV last night. Oh shit! And I'm like, all right, and, and, and it's only funny because I do stuff for a History Channel on occasion. So I'm thinking, oh shit, she saw the thing on the History Channel. That's cool. And then she goes, and she says, 
I know who you are. And I said, oh, you know who I am? And she's like, you're Jimmy Allen. <laughs> and I didn't say anything. Oh, I said, I said, oh shit. I said, cool. And she's like, she's like, I'll try it. But if you need anything, let me know. And I said, okay. And she was good. You should have got Jimmy Allen's dick sucked. I mean, you know, things have happened. So I go to the store, get a pair of boots, walk to the front, whatever. She's like, I'll give you a discount. I'm like, thank you. Whatever. Got my discount. Put the boots in the back. She goes, Mr. Allen, do you mind if I take a picture? So we're walking outside. She put her arm in mine. We're walking outside. She's like, and, she, and I look at her and I go, hey, guess what? She's like, what? I'm like, I'm really not Jimmy Allen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're racist. <laughs> and I she mean, goes, she didn't call you Don Cheadle from Boogie Nights. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Marcus, forgotten black yeah. character right there. I got a question, yeah. uh, Marcus. When? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you when? When did you decide to switch to predominantly focusing on writing about country music, and 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 what what brought that on? Great question. So, um, I'll start. I am right before I had a bunch of guys that was coming Wait, out. Hold on, hold on. We're losing you. You're breaking up a little bit, Marcus. Hold on, yeah. Let me try this. There you go. Okay, can you hear me? Uh, yep. Cool. So um, I was, I moved at the start of COVID. Before the start of COVID, I moved into an attic in an old house in Upper Northwest. Cause I had a bunch of semi-serious writing stuff coming. I needed like quiet and solitude, and I was gonna have the big, like, Hemingway moment. So I moved to this place, and my 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 TV was next to two giant windows. And the day that the, the precinct burned in Minneapolis, I woke up, and the sun would come right through the window. It was beautiful. It was like every day was like this beautiful sunrise, and it was like, oh, this is incredible. So I'm sitting there, and in the middle, where my TV was, there was like the precinct burning, and the whole entire screen was orange. And then to either side of me, the other windows, because the sun is coming in, orange. So it's like this wall-to-wall moment. And I'm laying there, and I go, this is like the day. So this is like the day where like civil rights happens again. Like, it's like black history is happening again. Like, this is that moment. This is that day. This is that time. Oh, shit. Like, this is it. Like, this is the actual moment where, like, the, the, the 21st century is actually meeting 1968. So I'm like, all right, I got to do something. I have to do something. And I had been pitching country to a couple places because I had gotten tired of trap music. I just had, like... Everybody's entitled to get tired to get tired of chat music at some point. And I visited a couple of country places that I had written some stuff. I read something, I wrote something for the bitter southerner about walking all the way down U Street one day and seeing no black people, which is a real thing that happened to me once. I walked from the top of Adams Morgan all the way down to the 930 Club and saw zero black people. 
That's crazy. And it was a moment because I look after like after about like the after after about the the the, the third floor gym that you, you go by that's on top of the hair salon. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like on you on U Street. I, I started to like take notice. I'm like, okay, so this is weird. So like the first black person I see, I'm gonna like shake their hand or something. This is crazy. And it kept going. So like that, that was a moment and I wrote about that and I was listening to Chris Christopherson that day, just because. And I'm like, all right, so that opened the door. And then I'm like, okay, huh. I picked some country stuff and nobody got back to me. And I understood why. I think I'm a at the time I'm a 42-year-old black man. What what purpose do I have writing country music? Then after that thing happened, I wrote back to all these places and I said, listen, you need my words now, motherfuckers. Like literally said motherfuckers in the email. I love and everybody got back to me. Everybody got back to me immediately. And they were like, yes, Marcus, please. We were just thinking about you. And I'm like, uh -huh. yeah, of course you were just thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and that like precipitated everything. And so like from there, it's just been like, it's it's been a year since my first piece published July 6th. So it's just over a year right now. It's five days past a year. So it's it's incredible. But um, I did it because I was like, all right, this is the civil rights movement. Like, this is the moment where, as a black person, if you're going to have your civil rights moment, you're actually going to have it at this exact second. Like, this is the moment where you are going to, like, have your, like, Dr. King, Malcolm X, Ralph Abernathy ex experience. And I took it, and, I'm, and I've been running ever since. So it's, it's really a transformational thing. Nice. Very nice. Dude, yeah, COVID, man. man. Like, some people, some it people was, came. I had every day in my bedroom at the start of COVID. So, related to that, um, at the start of COVID, I pitched this piece. My, my follow up to the country piece for Bitter Southern was going to be interviewing Diplo because uh, he's from Tupelo, Mississippi. Same place where Elvis Yeah, so Elvis and Diplo are from the same place. And they both have a curious history of appropriation. And they both, like, at the time, because Diplo had released his country album, I was like, okay, I'm going like, to do the, 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 the Diplo country music appropriation race piece. And his team was in for it. And then COVID hit. And uh, they, they had, they, we had, like, a, a great artist who was going to, like, put together a whole scene. He lives in L.A. And Diplo was down to, like, get shot in this crazy-looking artscape whatever it was a whole thing like i was wild i was excited i was like oh this is gonna be the thing and then COVID hit and then oh the team was like and then and then it was COVID hit and then like race started to become an issue in america and diplo's team was like hey, yeah, we don't know <laughs> and then next thing you know it's like i'm sitting there like with all of this all this research that i've done and all of this like background work that i've done and I'm like, oh crap. So I just was like inundated with this and just kind of stuck with it. And that like was the, the, the precipitator to the moment that happened when the precinct burned and my entire wall was orange and looked like fire. You know, that's all we needed. Sometimes you just need that little bump and you took it because you've been busy. I, I, I've been following you since I met you five, six years ago. Yeah. You've been on fire 
like I am so oh. jealous of your wardrobe right now, man. I wish I was 20 pounds. Thank skinny. you. I, I might just fly. The other thing that happened in COVID was the world went on sale. And, <laughs> I, was working, and I was working in country, and country people are rural people to begin with. So hey, the bro. first people hey, that back, the first people I hit I got hit by COVID were like was like rural America. So like Wrangler jeans were really cheap. And like Western shirts were like dirt cheap. Look, just so motherfucker! Like, look, look at this guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I just did that. I was. Just, so, um, so, I got a question. Who's your dope ass fucking photographer? Oh, okay. God. All right. So, funny story about photographers. Um, your I pictures are fucking dope. I take a lot of selfies myself. I do. A lot of these are like self-time selfies. I swear to God. Literally. And then on top of it, I'm. I'm blessed to have friends who are everything from like top OnlyFans creators, actual photographers, to like people who just have good photographic eyes. So I'm just like blessed to be around them. And they'll what be like, those boots. Let's talk about those boots. Right? Talk about those pants. Hold on a second. You're gonna see you're gonna see my wall here in a second in the hotel. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you something into the scene. Now, that okay. jacket, hot. The whole, the whole. I mean, it is the, it's the whole thing. The whole thing's hot. I love it. Yeah, I'm actually, like, it's funny. So I, actually have the, I actually have the boots right here. <laughs> nice. I wore the boots down. So, yeah. So Mercedes BN Vintage in Adams Morgan. Is my favorite place in the world. Uh, the woman who runs it, I forget her name. God, I can't. I, I should like remember her name. I'll find the information on that. I'll post her information. Yeah, Mercedes Bien. Uh, she's an amazing curator. So like, I got when I wrote the the the, the, the story about walking down U Street, I was wearing a pair of cowboy boots because I just got a pair because they were in the why store. Not? They were in the store, and I'm like, yo, they're dope. And I'm going to Denver. I was getting ready to go to Denver on vacation, so I was like. I need these boots so I can just walk around Denver and look dope and look cool, like I'll fit in. And then she like she's like, I like how those boots look on you. She's like, what's your size? And so I told her my size. And then I, I like, was like walking down the street and she was like walking up the street and she's like, hey, size eight. I'm like, she's like, I got boots in there for you. And I'm like, okay. So I, I stopped in. She had another pair of boots for me. I'm like, all right, cool. And then like, as time has worn on, like, you know, it's like I have stuff from her and she introduced me to like a network of people. And then on top of that, like, yeah, so like the boots right there. Yeah, those boots are from, hot. Or from, from the boot barn. I can play chess with you. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's the whole point. So, um, <laughs> so no, those are from the boot barn, which is a place on Etsy uh, that I, I, I was introduced to um, from the same person who me the other ones and it's, it's all just like here's the thing about COVID like oh yeah I was at the CMT awards those are boots that I just the motherfucking boots yeah no, man, those are the ones that are right here I was it's funny Mark because I was telling Val the other day I was like when I first met you like you were a general so I saw you either like suit and tie and a fucking shirt and still then I'm like I've seen him morph over the past three years into fucking like a dog cowboy type kind of fucking yeah. Like I like it. I'm not saying anything bad about it. Was it but I, there. That was the I love it. I 
love the evolution of where like where your soul thank you. is going. Thank you. There's more evolution to come. It's I like the wrestling heavyweight championship belt. Yes. That's what I'm fucking with. Like yeah, that's I, um, I ran a wrestling company for three years. Uh, and I worked in the wrestling business for 20 years. So um work all right with the Hennessy though. That's some yeah, heel yeah. energy right there, dude. On top of that, I also um like the Hennessy picture. That's me, that's me with Matt McIntosh, the bad apple from mm. uh Capital Wrestling, now Catalyst Wrestling. Out of, uh, Jersey City, part of Jersey. Too, right? This was yeah, part of the team. Well, keep that up. I did this thing called the R&B Club with Justin Tinsley from The Undefeated and with uh, Julian Kimball, who writes for GQ, and uh, my our, our friend uh, Ashley Dior Thomas, who uh, works for Capitol Hill. And we all love 90s R&B. And so for two years, we're probably bringing it back at some point. We did a songbird. And we would like break down these epic albums and you know, just like bring people in, everything from Jodeci to God. Um, we The second year was like classic R&B, so we did Earth, Wind & Fire with Stevie Wonder. We, we did Marvin Gaye. And so that event, I grew up loving Jodeci. Jodeci to me were the greatest group that ever lived. They still are. Jodeci. Like by, by leaps and bounds, you can't touch Jodeci. So when we did Diary of a Mad Band, I showed up early in, in gear. And Joe Lappin, who runs Songbird, looks at me and he goes, you're missing a bottle of Hennessy, you know. <laughs> so it's like when you get on stage, and you guys have probably all been to Songbird, so like when you get on stage, make sure you have the Hennessy and take a picture with the Hennessy. So I'll send it to the Hennessy representative and we can see what we can do for the party. Nothing happened for the party, but that picture was so much fun to take. Because I've never felt more like Casey Haley a day in my life. And right. if you can't, and if you can't live a day in your life without feeling like Casey Haley, you're you're, you're fucking up, because because you, you feel like, like you're a Superman. So it, it's it's cool, and uh, I love I love doing it. Like, and I love I love R and B. Like, one of the things with doing so much country is that I I've been able to like find a space between country and soul music, and I I live in that space. And so people who know me well in country now, they're like, it's funny. Because country's like the great repository for everybody in music that like got tired of the music they were working in. And country's like country's a, like the, the most established form of music in America. It's so very form it's formulaic. Yeah, it's so very, if like a, if by, it's paint by the numbers, like yeah, it's all about presentation. Yeah, if you're tired of music, like if you're tired of the music industry and you go to country, it's like refreshing. You're like, oh wow, the music all comes out this day. Like Kenny Chesley puts out a record, it's hitting number one. Alan Jackson puts out a record, it's hitting number one. Like, you can measure this stuff like in your sleep. And it's it's fun that way. So I have a lot of my friends who used to work in R&B, who all work in country now. And so we all like laughed, but they were all like executives in R&B when Jodeci was a thing, when New Edition was a thing. And when I tell them about what I did and I show them pictures like that, they're like, oh man, like, you're, you're like locked so in. Chance to watch the Bobby Brown Keith Sweat versus. Oh, come on. Of course I did. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, now Jodeci, you said Jodeci, and I had to bring this up. So the day no. they, I immediately had to, go to Black Twitter. I had to go to Black Twitter and see what was going on because you knew this was going to be the funniest shit you had ever heard in your entire life. But there's one series of comments. I can't remember if it was on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. This lady goes on there and she was like, fuck this. This is all toxic masculinity. I'm not watching this versus these drug addicts, blah, blah, blah. And this lady, a couple comments later goes, 
you should have known that we were in a toxic man when we chose Jodeci over Boys to Men, and I <laughs> myself. All right, hold up. You segue into Boys to Men. I started watching on Netflix. There's this thing about pop music, and the first yeah. one's about Boys to Men. And I it's watched good. it. Like, it's fucking really good. It, it, made me good. Feel, it made me feel bad for trashing Boys to Men when I was a young teen. Why would you trash Boys to Men? What did they ever do to you? I was into hip hop and fucking rock and it was fucking poppy music to me at the time. So you you know, know, guys, this Bro, I was listening to fucking death metal and still had room for Boys to Men. Like, so I had room for Jodeci instead of Boys to Men. I went towards Jodeci. Know. I mean, I wasn't hating on Jodeci. Alright, so hold on. Jodeci, fuck it, yeah. So, 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 markets. We, we, we covered, we've covered country. Uh, we've covered R and B. We've covered R and B. I wanted to ask you now um, about um, from almost to awesome. Like, yeah. give us, give us the lowdown on uh, almost to awesome. The whole story of DC hip hop history, which yeah, to me okay. is a very, that's a very weighty title. Oh, it's like, but we but we did it right. So, um, Baki Thomas from Cool Kids Productions is a really good friend of mine. And Baki called me one day and he said, "So it's time." I said, well, "It's time for what?" He's like, "Well, we have to do the the DC hip hop documentary." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And he's like, "Do you want to be interviewed?" And I'm like, "Well, do I want to be interviewed?" I'm like, "Of course, I want to be interviewed." He's like, "All right, I got four hours for you." Because because here's the thing, I'm 43 years old, so I've lived through the entire history of DC hip hop. I always joke and say that's the thing. So and on top of it, like as a reporter, as a journalist, I've covered a lot of stuff for like the last 20 years. I've been there and covered it for the most part. So sat down and started, and he's like, "Well, you you know this like really really in depth." And I'm like, "Yeah, I've heard all the stories. I know everybody. Like I've interviewed everybody, Wale, all the people." And I'm like, all right. So, so he's like, hey, do you want to like write me? He's like, I'll give you like 10,000 words, 5,000 words. Like write me the history of DC hip hop. And I'm like, okay. And so I wrote it to him. I took him to New What's up? All right. All right, good. Sorry, good. Okay, so I wrote the history of DC hip hop. <laughs> and I sent it to him. And he goes, so you need to interview all the people that you mentioned in this thing. And then the next thing is, okay, so Megan, you will see it soon. Uh, the trailer is out and available now on Instagram at uh, Cool Kids DMV, uh, Cool Kids Forever, Cool Kids Films. You can find it out there. Uh, it's lovely. Um, and when so, it comes, Marcus will give us links to it when it comes out. We'll make sure oh, we share. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Right. So, so uh, he's like, okay, write it out. He's like, yeah, I interview everybody. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, you know, I mentioned like 75 people in this thing. And he's like, yeah. And it's the first person I've ever met in D.C. who works in hip-hop, and I'm not going to denigrate anybody in D.C. hip-hop by saying this, but he's the first person I've met in D.C. hip-hop who is not lazy and wants to do all the work. Mm. And he had a crew of people who were also not lazy and wanted to do all the work. So mm. we interviewed nearly 200 people, from everybody from Antonio the Cuban Scarsmaker to DJ Alize to Wale to Stinky Dink, to, yeah, Stinky Dink. I saw that look on your face. Stinky Dink, absolutely. You know what? There's a guy out here by the name of Ku so I should not be surprised. <laughs> so we interviewed all of the people that we ever wanted to interview about the history of DC about over COVID. We only lost one person on the crew for two weeks because they caught COVID, which is incredible. So wow. it's, it's astounding. Um, Tabby Benet's in it. 
we went to LA, we went to uh, Kitty Burns, we went to Atlanta, mm-hmm. we went to New York City, and we interviewed Peter Rosenberg and Odyssey in the same day. That was a transformational day in my life. Hey, what do you think about Peter Rosenberg's new album? I'm happy he finally did it. Like, he's wanted to be a curator of music for so long. Like, so, 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 so long. And for him to finally do it at this point, it's fascinating because it's like, he he finally has the ability to like, if, if he says do X, you have to do it. Oh, yeah. It means like, that two of the big radio shows in New York City. Yeah, but, it, but it's one of those things where like, for Peter, it took forever because he was the white guy there, even in DC for years. White guy from here, yeah. White guy from yeah, DC. Yeah, like, you know, he did everything from go to UMD to DJ. He used to DJ at the McDonald's at the top, at the top of Adam Gordon. Really, I did not know that. He did a yeah, late night, he did a late night weekend DJ set at the McDonald's in I mean, Alabama. Yeah, so if you so if you look at you remember when the car hit the McDonald's? Oh yeah. Yes. So right in that window. That's where people DJ. Nice. Yeah. So. Damn. So it was, it was, it was amazing. It was an, it was an amazing experience. So like every Sunday, every Saturday and Sunday for the better part of nine months, we met up as a crew, uh, Surrey use interview may not, it, it was great. Uh, so like literally every derivation. Uh, of Surrey, you know, you can pick up. I haven't seen Surrey in a while. Yeah. So like everybody from backpackers to bottle poppers, like the black market DMV crews in in here, Kingpin Slim is in here. Like, there's all sorts of people. When's it, when, when's it tentatively? When's it coming out? When's it's tentatively? If right now is July, I would say probably February. Like we have a we have like we just interviewed our YB and Corday over the weekend in New York City. I was not there for that, but that just happened. So um, we put out the trailer, and like anybody we missed, so Rico Nasty's coming. Like we're gonna have everybody in this like i i can't stress it enough like um like shy glizzy is probably going to get over himself in street beefs he has to actually be involved in this at some point like it's mind I'm, I'm trying to imagine what now that COVID, now that now that lockdown and quarantine's over and assuming that nothing crazy happens and we don't end up going you know into another lockdown i am trying to imagine what this premiere party it's going to be like. Oh, God. So, so it's crazy. We work, we're working on it. I can, I can announce this because it's, it's actually a thing that's like happened now. Um, we're working on an EP where we're doing ciphers historically. Nice. So I'll tell you right now that like Stinky Dink can still wrap everybody under the ground. Like <laughs> Stinky Dink is like John is John is well well near sixty five years old almost. Yeah, and literally wrapped young rappers who are hot on the streets on the Billboard charts right now under the earth. Well, let's be honest, most rappers <laughs> nowadays. I know, but it was still a moment where you're in the room and there's Stinky Dick, and he's like, well, pushing 60, 70 years old. Like, he's an old, old man. And he's like, steps up to the mic, and you're kind of like, and it's very much like the. So like imagine the room is set like they like the when they do the the um the BET award cycles. And it's like young rapper, like blah blah blah, blah blah blah, like you know, trap dot 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 boom boom. Then you have other rapper who's like, I'm gonna be helping lyrical and I'm gonna say a bunch of words. 
And then Stinkin' gets up to the mic and he's like, Bars. My name's Stink. He starts off like, I'm Stinky Dink. Boop, boop, boop. Like, very go go. And then by the end of it, he's like, switched his flow four times and you're just like, Okay. Well, we he gave you he gave you the evolution. Yeah, we should have known this about you thirty years ago. Uh, yeah, DJ Cool is in this. Um, that was cool. Like right. it's just it's it was a it was one of many astounding things that happened to me over COVID. Like just every week you come in and it'd be like it kind of like went through like the the telephone telefriend thing where yeah. people would just show up like oh like Tabby Bidet just like. I mean, he works for cool kids, but he was in town and he's like, I got to come through. I got to be interviewed again. I forgot some stuff that we can talk about. You know, you know what, Marcus? Um, yes, and you should come back on here like a week or two before the premiere. Oh, of course. And let's yeah. let's like really like dig into it, because I'll be curious to see the evolution of it. You know, since it seems like they're still interviewing people and there's still some time to yeah, make some yeah, last minute yeah, edits and stuff. So, two hundred. If you look at the if you look at the, uh, the, the 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 trailer, it's it's fascinating. Like it's it's just it's really well done. I'm very is the trailer, proud of is, is it. Hey, Mark, is the trailer on YouTube? Yeah, yeah it's on YouTube. It's on uh, Instagram everywhere. Like what is it? Okay, so we so we could find it and play it and probably not get shut down or sued. If you look up uh, Cool Kids uh, Forever or Cool Kids Film, you'll see it in there. And uh, yeah, it'll really like, it'll, if, yeah, as, a, as, a, as a Washingtonian, it'll make you feel really good about what we've done. Like, especially everybody on like in here, like the work that we've done over the last like two decades, especially to like kind of like, res- you know, preserve and then elevate to see it hit this level. It's like the Capitol, the Hoover yeah. building, maybe sometime. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, we, we even go all the way back to Gil Scott Heron and Black Poets and Last Poets and go all the way through. So you're saying we can play it, Fidelity? Yeah. We got permission, guys. Okay. Like, well, you heard it, Facebook. <laughs> Don't go getting all stupid on us. So, yeah, we actually got Don't banned like us. Part of- <laughs> yeah, play it, play it. Oh, please, please feel free. Part of us got banned last week because we played uh, Emma G's like premiere song. And she was on the they, mute, they muted the whole song. Her, her record label, her record yeah. label muted us. Yeah, that's because Emma's like really on point and like. Oh no, I'm not mad at it. Definitely not. Definitely not mad at it. But it was just kind of funny. I'm like she's the one that gave me the goddamn song, motherfucker. She's like on the video right now. She's in. The show. She's here. <laughs> she can't do it much more. Like, it was the best. Shout out to Emma G. She, you and her have been the busiest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Yeah, he's been oh, putting like, in the too. Like, it's only funny because Emma's like one of my friends in real life. Like, I hung out with her at the start of the pandemic. I like went to her apartment and we had dinner. And I'm like, we're going to hang out a lot. And then like, we haven't hung out because we've both been like ridiculously no busy. Like, well, it's funny. It's funny. I talked to you. I talked to Emma G. I talked to Grindstone. I talked to Piggy. And like you guys are actually my friends outside the real world. I'm like, hey, you guys want to come on the show? And Piggy's like, you gotta book me through my agent. I'm like, fucking grindstone, no grindstone. Like, and then Amber G's like, you gotta email this. I'm like, motherfucker, what, really? And then I'm like, you, you're like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm like, yeah. I'm always <laughs> saying, like, like, no matter what. Like, it's funny because like, 
Somebody told me, they're like, Mark, you need a, you need a manager. You need a, 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 an assistant. And I'm like, listen, I have my phone. And if it doesn't go in here, then I don't, then I obviously didn't need to do it. So like, that's it. Like I keep it very simple. Like and thank I always you. remain that simple. I mean, I'm still on to this Kennedy show, go, go shit. I ain't going to hold you. I need to. Nah, bro. What I got to do, what I need to do, like, what's up? It's, it's come through. It's free. There's a, we have a, we have a cap of a thousand every, uh, every night. Marcus, wow. put up the, put up the flyer, Marcus. Did you send, you yeah, sent me the flyer? Is the Adobe one? Uh, yeah, Adobo. Yeah, it's, it's the Adobo. It's this one right here? Yeah, yeah. it's made by Moon Lane. And, uh, yeah, man. Like 99. Yeah, we're not fucking, we're not, we're not fucking around. Like, we want you to come out. We want everybody to come out. Like, if you look at that lineup, it's okay. So, put that back up again. I'll tell you a funny story about the lineup. This is how dope it is to work in DC. And, you know, Marcus, you know, this value notes. Like, we sat there and we said, we, it took, and like the community sitters on the phone with us, and they're like very nervous. They're like, oh God, it's going to be so oh, hard. They're like, it's going to be hard to fill up three days of a lineup. And we go, well, we need Bo and Zay. And, Obviously, and then we need Matt O.D. And then uh, Pedro Knight goes, well, Ben Bone is the homie from New York. So we have to get her back. And then we're like, then they're like, well, can we do like a live musical event? I go, UCB can play cumbia. And Pedro looks at me and goes, UCB can play cumbia? I go, any go-go band can. They just have to sit down and play. <laughs> and they're like, really? And they're like, well, well, who do we get to rap with UCB? And I go, well, Matt McGee and O-Slice are still in town. <laughs> and then, and then, they were funny. then we called we called Matt O.D. on the phone and I think he was high or something, I don't know so <laughs> we got, well, well we need a rapper who can flow over cumbia that's done by a go-go band and immediately he's like well Gordo and I'm like yes Gordo Brega of course we booked the entire lineup in literally six months I know this only because I was on the call because I was down here in Nashville the day of the call and we were taping this Charlie Pride special that's debuting August 25th on CMT. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like I'll tell you, it's, it'll probably be it'll win some kind of award or something. It's really well done. I'm very proud of it. And I'm in the middle of a field in an amphitheater. And I'm on the phone with the Kennedy Center. And I have like Darius Rucker singing Charlie Pride songs behind me. It's one of those moments where like everything <laughs> crystallized in my life. And I'm like, I'm doing everything right right now. Like, yes, this is peak COVID. It's like April of 2021. So it's like a couple months ago. It's like still peak COVID. And I'm on this phone call and I'm like, barely got my mask off. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good. Can I go now? And they're like, yeah. But it's, I'm happy for it. I think that um, as far as events go uh, for the city, I think it's a great look for the city to get a sense of where we're going next because we lost so many venues after COVID. Uh, to be able to create a new hub, ideally with Kennedy Center and Kennedy Center Reach, means a lot to me. I, uh, I've loved the Kennedy Center since I was a child, and I love what they've been able to do and to be able to create like, you know, this kind of like new, you know, uh, gathering space. So I think there's a lot there and I hope the people come out. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, 
I want to take a moment to, first of all, thank you for being on the show and not like you're going anywhere, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a long time. I've been looking forward to, to catching up and seeing what, no, seriously, me too. As soon as, as soon as Marty's hit me, I was like, yeah, of course. Like, what you've been up to, but, uh, for, for those of you, uh, still hanging in there with us, we appreciate you and would like to take this opportunity to ask you to like, and share, on all of your favorite social media and podcast streaming platforms. On Facebook and Instagram, we are the District of Misfits Show. On Twitter, we are at DC Misfits. Uh, you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to the District of Misfits Show, where you can enjoy episodes like this, as well as other podcast content produced by District Dog Face Studios. And you can see the original video of me, Boo, Ian, and Marcus. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's on there. It's I got a stupid question for you. Uh, after the call, after let me can I let me let me finish business and then you can you can do that. Uh, yeah, Twitch District of Misfits, and uh, yeah, go to crushingdc.com, buy some of our gear. Oh yeah, Marcus, um, it reminds me, I still got to send you some Crushing DC shit. And if you want to be a guest on the show or you want to produce a podcast of your own, reach out to us at the District of Misfits Show at gmail.com. All right, Jamie, you're saying. So, since we've mentioned Darius Rucker several times on this show, I have to know how often do people still call this man Hootie? Like, <laughs> uh, okay, so funny story. Man, Larry Fishburne on it, like, just so, funny, funny story. So, I the first piece I wrote for CMT was about Darius Rucker because I'm like, I'm gonna do something like really historical. Like, y'all, like, a CMT you hired me, you made me a writer on your site. So, the least I'm gonna do is write about a black person for the first piece. And Darius Rucker followed me on Twitter immediately thereafter. And when I was in high school, everybody, and I graduated in 1996, so I went to high school during like peak Hootie and the Blowfish. They called Very me, sexy. yeah, they called me Hootie in high school. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, racists. The fact that racists are the first high school. So, it, like, the wait, wait, where'd you go to high school? Georgetown Day. Oh, yeah. Racist ass rich kids. We see you. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, so, so the first thing is the first thing I DM'd him when he followed me, I'm like, thank you for following me. He's like, no problem. And I'm like, oh, it's actually him. Oh, my God. I'm like, so I wanted to let you know when I was in high school, they called me Hootie. And when I, first, when I met him at the Charlie Pride event, he goes, hey, Hootie. <laughs> and I'm like, disrespect. I like that. You got <laughs> called Hootie. You got called Hootie by Darius Rucker. You got called Hootie by Hootie. That is some <laughs> brutal ass. It's wild. I look at him and I'm like, and he, let, and he looks at me and smiles. Like, this is great. Like, <laughs> That's got to be a highlight for my life. No, no, he was just glad to be able to give that shit to somebody else for a change. Somebody of fuck else. Just oh, one being on the receiving it. Because, you know, he just be walking down the street and motherfuckers are like, <laughs> Drunk and shit, dude. That dude can't go nowhere. So it was probably fun as shit for him to right. yeah, exactly. somebody else, dude. Like, this guy gets DMs from everybody. He loves. He's like, he's like friends with Ric Flair. You know? So like, he, yeah, I'm, I'm nobody by comparison. So, hey, Hootie. That's funny as shit. And I'm like, 
my buddy, we saw a uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. in Atlantic City. We're like driving by. Of course, he was doing whatever the fuck he was doing. So my drunk ass buddy in the back seat literally goes, oh, shit, it's Cuba Gooden Jr. He rolls down the window, goes, yo, Hootie. <laughs> oh man! That's, 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 that was not how I was expecting that story to go at all. I know. I know. Amazing. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. That that's one of my favorite. It's one of those moments where you like hit the brake and then hit the gas and hit the brake and like I just looked out. I looked out the window to look on Cuba Gooden Jr.'s face. <laughs> And as like, somebody who's not necessarily a fan, as somebody who's not necessarily a fan of Cuban Gooding Jr., that shit's even more hilarious. <laughs> right. <it> <laughs> he screamed out, oh shit, Cuban Gooding Jr. and screamed out, yo, Hootie. I was yeah. like, dirty bitch. I'm so <laughs> dirty bitch. How dare you, you motherfucker, you Yo, and I bet you that shit ruined his day. Oh, I knew it ruined his day. If I ever meet this man, if I ever meet this man, I cannot. He was probably bent the fuck up, dude. My God. He's eating at dinner next to Gary Parker. Like, listen, man, I called you again. I don't know about that. Mm We had a um, Hootie and the Blueprint Fish when I was working at Champions. This was like probably around 96, 95, 96. They came in. They came in the champions. They they probably were coming in from playing the Bayou, which is where I was working at the time. And they probably. used to oh they God. used to bus in. They used to bus people in from their fucking college. Oh God, <laughs> all of their shows, all of their shows at the Bayou were sold out because at least three buses from I forget where the are they Tar Heels or something no, like that. I can't remember. No. Aren't they huge? They're huge. Like, um, they're big Dolphins fans, so they came in at Champions to watch like the Dolphins game. I don't know and, wherever uh, the fuck they they I used to bus in. College. I feel like it's a Virginia college. And they, uh, um, yeah, they used to bus motherfuckers in. That's all I know. Like they and, Virginia Tech or something. It wasn't they, uh, um, so they came in <laughs> and uh, the doorman. The doorman was uh, so the manager comes over and he's like, he's like, oh my god, you know that because the the door guy. He like he's a kid from Catholic, and he like carded them all, and like the manager was like, "What are you doing? Don't you know who that is?" He's like, "No, who is it?" He goes, "It's Darius Rucker." He's like, "Is he like a running back or something?" <laughs> like, I was like, "No, he does not play football. He is Hootie and the Bluefish. That's who they are." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh shit, I had no idea." I would have carded. I would have carded him a second time just on general principle back then. Just because those motherfuckers in check. University of South Carolina. That's what it was. I knew it was right. Southern Carolina. It was the South, yeah. They're Gamecocks. Yeah. Gamecocks. Yes. So, so one of my first jobs DJing at the at the college was DJing at Champions. Wait, what? I was a. One of my first jobs after college was DJing at Champions. I DJed a Thursday DJ night at Champions. You used to DJ at Champions? Nice. Yeah, That's awesome. I think I was gone already. I think I was at the third edition. Yeah, Champions, Chadwick's, and Nathan's. That was my oh, awesome. 
<laughs> the trifecta a right there in Georgetown. Triangle for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's That's like awesome. Thursday nights. Thursday nights were at Champions. Friday so Thursday Friday. nights at Champions was called um, group therapy. Because yes, because it was all it was all Georgetown kids that were coming. They'd always had the Georgetown bartenders. They called it group therapy, and it was like not for like a PC reason. <laughs> like, okay, here we're gonna do. I got the video downloaded. We're gonna take a little break. Marcus, please come back. Discuss a little bit. More. Yeah, we got a couple more things. Fun. I mean, we're all fine. It's uh, almost a which an hour for us, but cool. Just, I'm down. Let's do it. Hopefully this is the same the video I met the dealer. Let's hope. Oh. We're, we're, are we watching the trailer? Also, almost the awesome. Is that it? Is that something? Is that a regular video or? Oh yeah, the 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 documentary is called Almost to Awesome. Okay, I got it. We're gonna play. It. We're gonna take a video. Go get your drinks. Go take a piss. Do what you need to do, kids. Already right. too late. Same. All right. See you guys on the flip. Two minutes. <laughs> The Capitol, the Hoover Building, maybe sometimes they would even show you the Washington Monument. But you want to see what's happening in the nation's capital? Come with me. When the fuck is the DMV going to have a run like ATL? And I feel like it's about to be our time. But are we ready for it? Go go, and I made it with that dope flow. This one right here for DC. This one right here for Polo. Rap has always been second in DC to go go. You're in your limousine. The party is over. I drive by in my Range Rover. U Street was a place to be in the '90s. We always gravitate towards our own self-identity. We looked at New York as bambas. The labels started taking notice to what was going on here in the DMV, that there is a rap circuit here that's real. Radio just did not fuck with us for whatever reason. And that record, that five o'clock, was that door opening. And I had to go above and beyond to get any piece of anything. A word for Wale. Wale is the biggest rapper ever from me. And it's not even close. Legendary. What makes Wale so important is just his passion. He opened it wide up. Petroon, Shaq Glizzy. Shaq Glizzy session will start off with the first 30 minutes of him being like, I'm the best rapper out here. I approach XO and I approach YU and I'm like, look, I want to form a group with y'all. And that's when Diamond Edition was born. Logic is wildly underrated. Rico Nasty. I love seeing the fact that Rico's popping. He could have rocked in the 90s. These middle schools, these high schools, they loving the Zanmans. They loving the Money Mars, No Savage, Baby 50, uh, Q the Fool. Like these guys are elevating millions of views on YouTube. We're getting prepared to be the hub of the music. And I feel like it's about to be our time. Nice. Oh, wow. I'm nice. excited for that. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So, Mark Silver saying, one thing that fucking made me realize that I wanted to have you back, not one, but I always wanted you to show anytime you come up. But what triggered it was 
one of my favorite shows. We were on season two, but I used to watch it as a chef. I love season one. And I love the history of food. Because if you want to know a culture about a country or or a society, learn their food, you learn where their ancestors, where their immigrants, where the slaves, where everybody was from, you understand that cuisine. So when you break down, like, uh, like where ketchup comes from and everything like that, this is season one right here. This is a picture of season one. This is actually season two that Mark was, was on. So I'm watching this show after a Sunday night, after one of our shows. Everybody's gone. I'm still up doing editing shit, and I'm sitting here having a cocktail, and I hear a voice. I'm like, my head's down. I hear a voice. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and you did the Pepsi and Coke one, I believe, right? Yeah, I did. I, okay. That was the one you were on? Yeah, Which, that was a great episode because I didn't know about the immigrant through Coke that came up. It's incredible. So, why don't you tell everybody kind of like what that show is about and how you came okay. on? Okay, so I'm on it's Circuit. So, there's two different shows I'm on on the History Channel. So, shout out number one to AA Networks, shout out number two to uh, DC Government, to the Office of Cable Television, Film Music Entertainment. I, I'm a talking head on Who's the Built America season two. And season 2.5, it's online too. And also, yeah, if you go to Hulu, they have a, a season 2.5. It's crazy. Oh, no way. Yeah. Then after that, I, I, I'm also on Modern Marvels uh, this season and like the little end of season, it's online. So, Damn. yeah, they reached out They reached out to me. Uh, DC government has, has worked a deal with AD Networks. They have deals with a ton of different people in the content world. So just something to think about, like when you get the opportunity to like, and people say that the government doesn't do anything for you. Like you can actually like look at local government and say, hey, like I'm a creator and I want to get the opportunity. If you're at a certain level and you really are pushing it, they'll push you, they'll happily throw you out there. So with them, I was like, yeah, I want to do like video content. Cause I just, I, I get tired of writing. So I was like, hey, like I'm down and they're like, well, a and &E wants to do a thing, and then A and &E reached out, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm down." And they were like, "Yeah, it's Who's the Built America." You've written about food before. I'm like, "Yes." I another thing that happened during COVID, I was the uh, I, I won a fellowship from the Southern Foodways Alliance, so I did a week long intensive with the Southern Foodways Alliance, which is incredible. And uh, I was supposed to travel to Mississippi for it, but COVID hit, so I did it in my bedroom, <laughs> and that was cool. <laughs> And so that like made me super legit in food network and uh in uh in history channel's eyes they're like oh you're working with the southern food ways alliance so you must be and i'm i'm not like there's far better food writers in the world than me i'm i just i just know a lot i just know very little about many things so and it worked very well for the purpose of doing this uh i taped three different days in two different locations for eight hours a day wow. so i talked about three yeah, like I went, they took me through every single episode that you have seen of Foods That Built America. And I spoke to every single topic that they have on all of those episodes. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's kind of what they do. Like, and then that way they can just sort of pick and choose yeah. and chop like whatever you get and splice it and edit it in with other people. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they get, they, it makes sense. They picked yeah, that so piece of stuff, Adam, over you. Fuck that guy. That's yeah. a racist. No, it's funny. So, like, so I, there's some written stuff I did in the show as well. So that's cool. Like, yeah, you know, 
So the, the coolest moment for me was the, in the, uh, I think it's the Pepsi episode, I'm not sure. So there's like, I say something, and then the RZA says yes. something. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you guys were talking about Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I'm like, and it was funny, because it was like one of those things where like, I was entertaining a female friend of mine. And, I, and like, I'm like, and we were just flipping the channels, and I never know when my stuff's gonna be on. They like they they gave me a run of the episodes. They're like, okay, you're gonna be on this one, this one, this one, maybe this one. And I'm like, okay, and there's a number of them. So I'm like, oh, and I don't know the schedule, so I don't know when these things are on. And so we're flipping through, and we're sitting there, it's all very cozy, like, hey, yeah, girl, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, and I'm like, yo, that's me. And she's like, that's amazing. And then the RZA. Like it's the same clip. Like it's like it was, it was the TV dinner one. Yeah. So oh, were you uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. About TV dinners. Then, one of the most legendary hip hop artists of all time says something right, right after me. So I look very cool at this point. I'm like, this is great. Like this is the most. This is wow. Like thank God I did this. Secure the cheeks. Do we need I mean, to ask? <laughs> Jamie. Yeah. Well, you know, was just funny. I'll just never forget. Like, that was one of those moments. I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. It was wild. Like, it's, it's, it's good. Like, I'm happy with that. Um, we haven't raised our good. glass to anybody well done, this sir. episode so far. So, I'm going to raise mine to you, sir. I appreciate it. But no, it's just it's a, it's it's fascinating because obviously we're talking about stuff coming that I can't really say anything about. But um, it's it's in a cool spot and I say some cool stuff, um, and it's it's fun. Like it's it's a thing that allows me to like expand what I do. So so it's really fun. Yeah, you know, Mark, Before we go, I'm gonna get right out of here, and I, I'm really happy you're on. I definitely want to have you back on before. Oh, no doubt. But I want to say before we're out, you interviewed maybe wait, Cara Asher. You used to do a podcast with me, formerly known as Zach Asher. Yes. I mean, I've talked to I talked to her briefly over the past year as the transition going through. Like, really, I love seeing how she's gone from a house DJ to where she's where she is now. How big she's actually getting. Have her on the show, Marcus. Hey. She's actually on tour. She can't do it yet until she gets back. No. Really? She doesn't have a laptop and Wi-Fi? Right. Would don't have a laptop. Yeah, she got a, lap, well, she a laptop in a hotel room with Wi-Fi and, and an hour to spare? Have you really? had a house, had a house traveling to California? I, I, hear you, I hear words coming out of your face, Marcus, but they, I don't, they don't make any They're sense. They're not computing. They're not computing. Uh, Marcus, go ahead. With with Kara and the piece from Mixmag, which is really cool. Uh, I've known Kara for a million. Kara's one of my favorite. That's my heart. Oh, dude, I, I met her at uh, one of my best. Yeah, same same as me. And we stay in touch. We talk about literally everything. And I knew Kara was transitioning before everybody else did. Like, I was like person number five, whatever they need. And I was like, cool, amazing. I'm like, whatever you need me to do, whatever like you right. want, whatever. I mean, it's it's already whatever, but especially whatever. Now. So then Kara reaches out and is like, hey, so um, I have this EP coming out and I 
you need to write about me because you're the only person that in the press that could really speak to it. And I'm like, okay, sure. And doing the interview was like this really amazing moment because I mean, it's not enough to see somebody rise, then to watch them transition as well after rising is this cool transference over the edge moment that you're just like, wow, just yeah. mind blowing. We watched her grow uh, up. And she's, then, much, she's much younger than us, so we watched her grow up. Yeah, exactly. And then what's even funnier is this the, the piece took like because all these pieces never come out when they're supposed to come out. So the piece took like three months to come out. And every week, Kara would be like, Hey, when is it coming out? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I got one date and it didn't come out that date. And then Kara's like, well, it's not gonna happen. And I'm like, honey, it's coming. Don't worry, don't worry. And then next thing you know, it comes out and she's like, oh my God. And then she like texted me like five things that had happened like right before the piece hit. And so it's like to have this stuff happen, you know, like the thing that happened and then for the piece hit at the perfect time, but like did watch it springboard has been amazing. Like, I'm so proud. I'm, it fills Baby my heart. Wait. Baby Wait is the Dolly partner loving DJ who's here to take tech. Cool. We're looking forward to having her on the show. <laughs> Marcus. You was bad. Marcus. And Marcus. Make it show. <laughs> All right, Marcus. You got any last words you want to say? Oh, actually, if you want to read any of Marcus's articles, you can go to this link right here. Yeah, we'll see all there. I keep Much it updated. I have stuff like I come out with stuff like basically like I mean I write every day, but like stuff that's like past like the news or simple stuff like once every two weeks now pretty much. Like it's it's a it's a pretty good little run I'm on right now. So just keep it up. But um, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, at Marcus with the CK Dowling on all socials. Uh, reach out to me. I'll talk to anybody. Like I'm I'm really, I'm really accessible. <laughs> So, like, yeah, feel free to reach out. Right on, dude. Thanks so, again for being on here, man. Marcus, I have a quick thing. I have a yeah. quick thing to say. Um, I did not realize that you are a grasshopper, that you went to GDS. I, I did. <laughs> I have a bunch of friends who went to GDS. They probably, I think they graduated a couple of years before you. Awesome. Um, I know them. So, yeah. You know yeah. what you said? Fuck you, grasshopper. Hmm? What you mean, grasshopper? Why she call you grasshopper? Because that's the mascot of Georgetown Day School. <laughs> you trying to be racist there, Jamie? <laughs> he, just <muted> <laughs> he just muted himself. That is the mascot of Georgetown Day School. Yo, and I think we and I, and I, thank you very much. And and I mean, I might be speaking too soon, but I think we just made it through a whole episode without having to use a safe word. I know, right? I almost did. I almost pulled. I almost pulled out my uh, my visual, but then I did. What happens when we have an adult in the room? <laughs> oh, is that right? Well, here's funny. When we were at Walla Massive, him and I would go get a Simes to do shit. I'd be like, I'm like the degenerate drunk one, and he's like fucking interviewing this famous opera singer and shit. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and I'm still mad that you took the Marcus at WhatLoveMassive.com. I had to get my initials and shit. I, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shots right. fired. Oh, my God. That's old beef right there. 
No, it would never be between me and Marcus. We've been through a couple of studios. Me and Marcus have been through a lot in the past six years. So Molly actually started watching in the beginning. Um, you know, I love it. So we, I love need, it. we need to get her on the okay. show, show soon. But, oh, hey, one thing I do want to say, I was talking to our dear friend uh, Caroline Phillips today. National Cannabis Fest is coming up. The National Cannabis Fest. National. National. We will be there selling our swag and whatnot and doing a live podcast. We stream it throughout the day. I will just be getting back from Mexico. Oh, then you won't be there. So Jamie, Jamie will be there. I'll be there, bitch. Jamie, okay. Jamie, will, Jamie will be there just in time for us to wrap it up. I will be there <laughs> just in time for the entire motherfucking thing. This is gonna be fantastic. Y'all yeah. goofy, I get when I'm high. Y'all thought I was a piece of shit drunk on this show. Wait till I'm fucked up. Like, Caroline will be back on the eighth of August to talk about it. We'll go through some more stuff. And we'll be dropping some stuff that she shares excellent, with us. Excellent, excellent. You guys. So, Marcus, we like to watch TikTok before we exit out because, you know, we're assholes and we need some positive to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. So there's an artist or a com- uh, comedian out of Silver Spring. His name's Martin. But he brought some guy in town. And I got a couple of these cuts, but I'm only going to shoot this one this week. I'll show another one next week. You'll get a kick out, but you'll understand once we start watching it. This is very Washington, D.C. I took him to Northeast, and he's like, why is everyone trying to kill Mo? <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Like, who, what did Mo do? Anyone explain Mo to Matt Rice? For real. It's a thing or a person, a noun. No. I did not expect her to explain Mo to you. Yeah, I did not expect her. <laughs> no, I, I, I the crowd. She's like, I gentrified That's Southeast true. last week. <laughs> <laughs> I love Martin. Martin's my favorite comedian in the world right now. Oh, yeah, he's great. I got a couple of his videos. Like, I just don't want to share them all at the same fucking time. Don't blow your wad, yeah. Exactly. Um, this is the one the Val sends me every week. Well, not this one. She sends me one. <laughs> Something Filipino. Ever gotten pulled over was during the pandemic, and it was when lockdown was happening, so we had like really strict curfews. So I was supposed to go to work at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I was stopped by this police officer, and I, I got so scared because I didn't have a license. The cop asked me where the fuck I was going, and I was like, I'm going to work. How about you, Mr. Officer? Are you going to work too? And he fucking asked me where my accent was from. And I accidentally like stumbled back into my general American accent. So I said, the Philippines. And then he was like, excuse me? And then I said, the Philippines! The Philippines! You know, the, the Mexicans of Asia? Ah! The Filipinos. It's true. <laughs> Funny oh, shame me. I got some fears with some backs. God damn. <laughs> I love it. But it's true. We are the Latin, we're like the Latinos of the Asians. Of the Asian of Asia. And in <laughs> And even more industrious people. <laughs> the more industrious people. All right, let's go to some animal shit. Animal shit. Really just going to ignore the fact that killer whales give sharks PTSD? Welcome to Animal Logic. Let's talk about it. Orcas are the most disrespectful animal on the planet, and that's exactly what happens when no one can check you. Other than humans, the only thing that can take on an orca and win 
It's a bigger orca. Because of the top of the food chain, orcas bully the entire underwater census and they legitimately traumatize great white sharks. If Jaws happens to encounter an orca near their hunting grounds, they'll abandon the area for up to a year. And for good reason. Orcas actually figured out that if they flip over sharks, they can induce tonic immobility, paralyzing the shark while the Bundy dolphins take its liver, heart, testes, and probably its life too. Killer whales have been seen punting seals up to 80 feet in the air just like a field goal. Researchers believe they do this to either paralyze the seal or loosen its skin. But there's always that chance that these psychopaths do this because they find joy in putting a seal in the clouds. They're also intelligent enough to work together to create a wave that's so powerful that it knocks the seal completely off the ice. Like the Bradley. And just when he thinks he's safe on the beach, Steroid Flipper reminds him it's an orca's world and he just lives the Bradley and even of the ocean. like an 8 to 12,000 pound aquatic symbol, they can launch themselves up to 15 feet in the air. Really what? bad news if you're about. I didn't do that. Oh. Marcus. Uh, I mean, Damn it, Bradley. Oh, yeah. So, Marcus, my nickname is Bradley, so my drunken self is me. That's my alter ego is Bradley. So, so good. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Orcas are fucked up. <laughs> so we're talk about that guy gives me something so beautiful. And it's just like every time he says, they'll press the delete button, I'll be like, yo, real shit. Because what in the fuck is that animal? <laughs> <laughs> Mm -mm. All right. We're going to go flying. What would you do, guys? What? Go flying. What would you do, guys? What? Marcus, Marcus, tilt your mic. Tilt your mic. I can't hear you. If we're going to go flying. Okay, don't suck your dick. Like, just put the we're gonna go, If we're going to go flying, guys, what would happen? Find a fucking that? middle ground, dude. Flying. <laughs> like, flying? Like, flying? Like, like Superman flying? Because the sergeant looking up, our hero bravely answered yes, and then they stowed him up. He jumped right out to the blast, the seven line of hope. He ain't gonna jump no more. Glory, 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 is that it drops down and then you just see uh, motherfuckers like scrambling. No. I have severe arachnophobia. Severe. And 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 that is like reason number, oh, I don't know, 300. Like that's some Australia shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's a that's a Aussie ass fucking that's some wild shit. That's the kind of shit. Yeah, like I've seen videos of spiders like that hanging on the sides of people's cars in fucking traffic. No. Fuck that. What? No. Yeah, yeah. Australia's brutal, dude. Yes. <laughs> that dude Whoa. that does the animal videos. Anytime there's some shit that goes down, he's like, it's real of fucked course. up. He's like, of course, this guy's from Australia. Australia. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's everything down there is meant to kill you. I don't really, get it. I, don't I really get it. I hear it's beautiful, but I'm just not, you know. Like I get I get a little salty if a fly gets too close to my face. Like it sounds like a helicopter near my ear and shit. Could you imagine like a kangaroo roach spider like just like crawling in your house talking shit to you in like whatever the fuck native language they speak in Australia? Dude, so no. check it out. There's a video. There's a, there's, <laughs> there's a TikTok that that guy does that I didn't send this time because I, I figured I'd spare like dole it out or whatever. But there's a video of this fucking one type of eagle. There's, oh, there's, a, there's a second. This motherfucking thing snatches a sloth out of the trees. It's that fucking big. Lead button. It's that big. It just is like, yo, swap. What's good? Gone. Fucking done. No, thank you. Fuck that shit. I just feel like, like, people be like, oh, you want to go to Australia? I'll be like, no, because, like, I don't like, like, Philly, we got garden snakes. 
I don't like spiders. Fuck am I gonna do out there? Nope, like they gotta like flip the the the, the 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 shoes upside down and bang on them before. I'm not gonna remember to do that shit. No, no, oh, thank you. you know, here go my crazy ass. I'm being a straight jacket. I'll be jumping on the fucking airplane, jumping up and down on the airplane, jumping off the fucking airplane. I'll be like on my you're way doing, back. Uh, hey, first yeah, of all, Jamie, 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 you're black. You ain't doing none of that. The air marshal gonna shoot your ass. That's Sky Marshall was future black ass. You ain't getting on that plane, dude. I'll be look, I said the fucking straight jacket because if I see a spider that motherfucking big, my day is done. It's over. Call the Lord. Black ass. They ain't not letting your no, black ass on no plane. I'd be like, laid out that. They're gonna have to put me somewhere. They're gonna be like, they're gonna be like, sorry, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your voice so so right. Yeah, you fucking right I'm fucking crazy. You got fucking sorry, mate, not today. Spiders, and I, I shit on myself and I can't stop crying. I've been you're gonna have to catch the next flight, mate. I've been the next flight. I'm just gonna be bonkers. Y'all gonna have to leave me somewhere. I'm gonna screw that. We're just gonna strap you to Ayers Rock and leave you. Yo, that's not a thing. It's a demon. Fuck is wrong with you, big ass damn. Why are y'all still there? Like, the fuck? Like, we got you got any more in the arsenal, Marcus? Anything else from Jurassic yeah, Park? I need I need a palate cleanser from that spider. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. yeah, I do, honey. I want an extra. Oh, I love this book. I'm just. <laughs> you want the actual lie or you want the actual face? You know your lie still pending. Oh God. God can help you. He's still on the calling team. You <laughs> not have the vaccine yet. You know that? I'm sorry, honey. Don't sorry. Just love your life. And you swallow your lie right now. <laughs> Dude, when she kicks, she misses the she she kicks the first one up and misses it, but then kicks the second one up and catches it and throws it with that oh, crazy. Ass. That again in case you missed that. Like, so, I don't want to I don't want to sound racist, but that was some kung fu, dude. I don't go fuck. Dude, right? <laughs> on the normal and on the normal that was she, some, the first shoe. Lotus palm fucking La Chancla. I don't know how you say La Chancla and fucking Mandarin, but yeah, I was gonna say That's She kicks it at him the first time, then she kicks the first one in the air and throws it at him. If you watch the rest of the videos, that's what rewind she does. that shit. Bring that beat back. No, not this one. I mean on her on her page. Kicks the first one at him. I'm just <laughs> okay, yeah, so she tried to kick the first one at him, but it didn't go. But the second one, she had that show a lot. I wish we could slow mo this shit. Dude. No, I like the fact that she walks, she picks up the second one and walks towards it. I'm just to catch it. She kicks it up in the air. Dude. And she walks towards it. Oh, I mean, you gotta step into that shit. But that was the first shoe all along. It wasn't the second shoe. She kicks the first one up, catches it off the ceiling, kicks it from the. See that? The first shoe's on the ground. No, the first shoe is at the ceiling. The second no. one she like kicked was just enough room so that she could walk and catch it. Which is no. No, 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 no. Watch, watch it again. She kicks it up. It drops. She knees it with her knee. No, the first shoe was no. on the ground, right behind. The first one hits real quick down, and like yeah. falls down. All right, let me see again. Take them glasses off. <laughs> Look, that one goes down. One right behind her. See? Are you one that face? 
You know your life. Still gangster. I wouldn't fuck with it. <laughs> your life is still pending. Your life is still pending. You're, oh my god. So you got all right, so we're gonna get out here with another favorite comic of mine. Uh, talking about colonizers. We'll get out of here. Colonizers. Talking about what? What my is people. it? Talking about my people. Okay, colonizers. I thought you said. Oh, I thought you said colanders. It, it, it's. <laughs> you could be my friend. Probably did. Oh, fuck you. Colanders. What, you're a teacher. That's what I heard. Oh, I love this. What do they teach in history books in England? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they don't say, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> Just on every page after like 1400. Oh, damn, we should not have done that. <laughs> Just one giant apology. <laughs> Fuck England. Uh, <laughs> two levels on the history level and on an Indian level. <laughs> Did you Man. see There's where the prime minister or whatever it is in India was saying to England that they want their stuff back. They were like, yo, just get you stole it, give it back. And then they go to the curator of whatever museum in England and the guy goes, <laughs> no, it just walks off the screen. <laughs> No, but there have been a bunch of museums like in Europe or whatever that have been giving shit back to country. It's it's a th it is a thing that is happening now. Yeah. They've got the vibranium, give it back. But what I'm saying is the fact that the, the guy vibranium. and walked away cackling was funny as fuck to me. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, we're at two minutes and some change. Two minutes. Two hours. Uh, two hours. Let's wrap this. Fucking puppy up, um, Jamie. Any last words? Make it quick. Oh man, um, fuck. Oh, that works. Good I, job. Good. I miss you guys like a motherfucker. I went swimming today, and oh shit, this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. We didn't get a chance to do our stories. There is a weed in Colorado that they're talking about that they've actually gone too fucking far and it's making motherfuckers sick. There's something to look up for that ass. Huh. Hmm, there you go. Since since I don't have anything to say, boo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Val, any last words? I have any last words? Um, any, any? Uh, sorry, I meant to say any rasp words. Ha ha ha! Ooh, take a shot. Take a shot. Uh, that's a dad joke right there. <laughs> um, no, I don't have any last words. I just would like my voice back at some point. Those are my last words. I lied. No, I just think that um, I, I'm glad to be on the show, and uh, you guys are some of my favorite people, and I appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate having you on. We love everything about you. I love what you're doing. I love your journey. You watched the past uh, since I met you, past five six years. I keep continually watching. Thank you. My ass outfit that I'm extremely jealous about. Clothes on, man. All right. Um, what you got for me? Gonna make this real brief. This is something that I happened to see right before we went live uh, as I was kind of scrolling through shit for the notes. This weekend was CPAC. And for those of you who don't know, CPAC uh, is yeah. the conservative uh, political action conference. It's where uh, all the racists and homophobes and xenophobes 
get together and talk about making America great again. And um, one of the attendees this year, a certain famous pseudo Kardashian by the name of Caitlyn Jenner was there and was very upset to have been booed and heckled and dead named and treated in a way that like, I'm like, I don't want to see anybody treated that way. But when you go around certain groups of people, thank you, Marcus. Hashtag (laughs) what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Right. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm good. Thank you, Marcus. Take it away. Oh, what? Shout out to Deep Eddie with this horribly sweet. Peach. Oh, is that grapefruit? Oh, oh, it's peach. Oh, what is that? Peach? Yes. <laughs> Damn you, Austin, Texas. I'll we see have you the great. We have the grapefruit. It's great with soda, soda water. Yeah, I definitely wish I'd gotten some soda water. This is a battery on the fence. It's too sweet. Who told this bitch it was a good idea to go to fucking CPAC? That's all I gotta say. Yo, I mean, they were running for office. Like they were, they thought that they were gonna, they thought they were gonna run for governor of fucking California. Well, that's just plain stupid. So it's like this is what happens when you live in a world where no one tells you no except for Chris Jenner. All right, Marcus, wait, you're you're a cultural fucking journalist. Yes. Which Jenner was it? Caitlyn Jenner, formerly known as. Which hip hop star is she dating? Oh my god. What are you you saying, Marcus? Just bing it, dude. Just bing it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, dude. Stop. Stop. Stop now. You don't get you don't get your last words. Just stop. You don't get any. Sign sign us off. You don't get any final words. Marcus. (laughs) Rocket man. Oh Lord! Now, now you just now you just. Are you pushing me on Main Street?